This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there we give away, so enjoy them on us. Again, freetalklive.com. We go to your phone calls. The show is about your calls. We start out with Zach in South Carolina on the amp line. Hello, Zach. Hey, well, first of all, I wanted to respond to the fact that um, I was calling with great news about South Carolina, and I'm just uh, trying to keep a positive outlook on things and let people know that the great things are going on. We do have problems, but I think just like New Hampshire, um, a lot of good is going on. But we still got a lot of work to do down here. So why do you think that the um, you know South Carolina is seeing this resurgence in liberty? I don't know if um, it is. I, I think, think he's just highlighting the the good stuff that's happening. Mm-hmm. I think um, a lot has to do with our governor. He is he was actually endorsed by the Republican Liberty Caucus when he ran. That's good. Um, two years ago, and he's been a great fighter against Real ID and really fought for a lot of budget cuts and control and spending and other things like that. Well, it's, it, it's great. Um, I, you know, i got to say that if you can have one good guy like that in a big position like governor, you can see some uh, progress. The problem is is if the one guy goes away and then, you know, who have you got? If, you've got all, if you're all your eggs are in one basket, as it were. But, um, you know, good, good luck. I, I, I'm for liberty everywhere. Yeah, if you can make it happen down there, that's great. So what else uh, did you want to tell us about? Well, I have um, a suggestion for college students that live in state capitals, like I do. Okay. Um, for a job that you can get is working with your state legislature, which I have a job doing that, and most of it involves mundane stuff, doing little tasks for the members of the House of Representatives. Mm-hmm. So what are you, but, like uh, uh, you're one of the office aides or something, or what is your job description? Yes, I'm a page. Page. Okay. And you get paid for that? Yes. So you're a bureaucrat then. How about that? What do you like the most and, about your job? Um, well, we actually get to – we're in the chamber every day when they're in session. And on a few occasions, I've actually had reps ask me my opinion on the bill. Hmm. And they just um, say, you know, I'm not too sure about this. And so I'll tell them – you know, libertarian response, well, I don't think this is good because this is nanny state. And you know, some people... The, that's uh, great. I mean, you, you're having a lot of success here. i got a question, though. Um, with uh, with all the money that the uh, state government brings in and taxes, do they ever let you, as a page, like roll around in it and stuff? <laughs> no, we get um, minimum wage. <laughs> uh, so you don't even get to look at the money. We're not seeing all that money. No. But one of my... Favorite examples is last year my rep came up to me and asked what I thought about the real ID bill that was in the Senate at the time. Mm-hmm. And I told her, well, I think it's good, but it doesn't go far enough because it doesn't, um, it has a provision that will participate if they give us money. And I don't like that. And a few weeks later, when it was in the House, it was amended to take that wording out of it and make it stronger, just saying we won't participate, 
And oh. I'm not claiming credit for that. Yeah, you I never know, man. Maybe you did have some influence. It can hurt to have uh, liberty-minded people in those positions, I suppose. I, I couldn't stand it. It would drive me crazy. That crap's so boring. But uh, congratulations to you for being able to take yeah, it. I, I think it's great. I think that it would be better um, if we could uh, get them all in one state. You know, like, can you imagine if you have one liberty-minded page, uh, you know, up there putting liberty ideas in uh, bureaucrats' minds? What if we could go to, the, you know, in one state, have 50 of them? be pretty cool. Zach, thanks for the call tonight. We appreciate it and the suggestion. Appreciate that, too. 800-259-9231. You know, I, I know that there's a lot of liberty activists, like Zach, get, getting things done, and, and I'm I'm for that. I, I think the concept with the Free State Project, which is what we endorse on this program. It'll help leverage that. The only, the, what we say is it's the only hope we have for liberty in our lifetimes. Yes, there there are some good things going on in South Carolina. Zach has certainly told us about them, and maybe they have a good liberty-minded uh, uh, governor up there, and and that's great. But if the idea is, um, and the only thing that's going to work is getting a bunch of activists in one place because so far we've tried things like this. There have been liberty-minded governors in other states. I believe Idaho had one for a little while, and you mm-hmm. know, you know, they're, they're, that that's been happening. All that does. Is that puts a little putty in the dam, which is, you know, springing leaks all over the place. Well, yeah, and besides, to say that the guy is liberty-minded means he's just more liberty-minded than other governors, sure. which, you know, well, does not mean than, he's principled, does well, not mean that he is really working toward liberty. I'll take anybody who's uh, 80 on uh, the RLC, uh, you know, uh, test. He'd probably be a better governor for here in New Hampshire. There's there's no doubt about yeah, that. Yeah, better than what we've got, I can assure you. Uh, but, yeah, getting people together, I think, would be best, because then you can leverage each activist's uh, influence as uh, times as many activists as there are out there, times all the people that they could possibly yeah. influence. And, and we're seeing it start to work here uh, in New Hampshire. There's some really exciting things going on. Hey, we've got an update for you on the polygamist situation in Texas and some news out of the Supreme Court, which ties in. But first we go to the Ohio phone lines and talk to David. David, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hey, and... Um I was uh, just wanted to call in and tell you two quick little stories. Uh, last week we had a fire at my house. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Did well, it consume it, the nobody house? Nobody got hurt, and I was able to get the fire out, but it was kind of funny how it happened. How's uh, that? Uh, well, we uh, put a pan on the uh, uh, oven or in the uh, on the burner and everything, and we were uh, sitting there and we were talking and everything, and, you know, I was uh, getting ready to... Uh, start cooking bacon, and I thought I hadn't turned on the uh, stove, and uh, my girlfriend was like, well, you want to go have sex? Mm. And I got a little distracted, and we went to the bedroom, and so the stove was on. You, and you turned the stove on, and then she asked you if you wanted to have sex. Yeah, and gotcha. I got distracted. Gotcha. And uh, so we had a grease fire on the stove, and did some pretty decent damage, but I guess Damn. that's why you have insurance. Mm. Did you have a fire extinguisher in the kitchen? Uh, actually, no. I had to use the nozzle from the uh, from the uh, the sink to spray oh, wow. up in there to get it all out. And that uh, doesn't it doesn't work real well on grease, does it? Well, actually, we threw a lid on the uh, pan to okay. start the fire out. Okay, that's good. Well, yeah. and this is a lesson to everyone. It's one that I learned uh, already in life. Have, have a, a fire extinguisher, extinguisher in, in the, the kitchen. kitchen. I, I, they cost what twenty bucks? Even yeah, exactly. And twelve. Believe me, I'm going to get one after this one. Yeah, yeah head on out to Home Depot or Walmart or something like that. You know, that's the place that uh, that's the place the fire is going to start, unless you have a wood stove or something like that. Yeah, for uh, sure. But the kitchen's the place where the fire is going to start. To have a fire extinguisher in there, to run into another room, it, you know, it's it's just seconds. Going, it's it, yeah. it's going too fast, and right. you you need to have a fire extinguisher in your kitchen. 
believe me. You'll well, believe me, I, I got the fire out before the fire department got there. Oh, I'm of sure course. that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it took like seven minutes for them to get there. But I had one little other story that I think you'll find disturbing out of Cincinnati. Sure. Which is south of us. Uh, there was a house fire down there, um, and uh, two firefighters actually got killed. Gosh. In the fire. Yeah, it's pretty sad and everything. And, um, well, uh these two people that lived in the house, you know, it, it, the fire started in the basement and everything. They told them that everybody was out of the house. The firefighters went in there, fell through the floor, and got killed. Damn. Well, after the fact, uh, uh, these two upstanding citizens never had any uh, legally, uh, nothing law against them. I mean, they, they were the, the respectables. Mm-hmm. They both have college degrees. They both uh, work in high-tech fields. Uh, well, they were growing some pot in the basement. Uh-oh. Oh. Yeah, and, uh, well, the house, whole, whole house burned down, but the pot survived. Oh. Yeah, so uh, they had it in the closet in the back, and they were also growing orchids. Orchids in the basement also. Is that how it started, the uh, the, heat, the, the heat from the, the lights? The fan, actually, that was to keep the orchids cool, caught fire. Oh, jeez. And started the fire. Yeah, you got to have well, a fan. Well, they tried fire. to bust them on manslaughter charges. But they couldn't get those to stick because the pot uh, lights were not connected to the same circuit that the fan was on. Mm. And they were trying to bust them for that. So now they just got to stick with a felony three in charge of these people that never did anything wrong in their lives with a felony three, which will end them up in prison for five years. Now, and they told the firefighters that there was no one in the house. Yeah, they told the firefighters that there was no one in the house. It's tragedy, but, it you know, is. it's even more tragic, and a lot of the radio stations are saying the same thing. The younger radio uh, radio people are saying that you're going to create another tragedy out of these people it's so true, that David. are going to go to jail. Thank you for the call tonight and the story. We appreciate it. 1-800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, those, by the way, include the bulletin board system. We've got over 340,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about. Serious issues to fun stuff. You'll find it free at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. If you're thinking about starting a business, here's a word to the wise. Incorporate at LegalZoom.com. Incorporation can help protect you against frivolous lawsuits that can wipe you out. LegalZoom.com is fast and easy. They do all sorts of legal documents. They do LLCs, patents, wills, trademarks. Use code FTL to save 10 bucks off your order. That's LegalZoom.com, code FTL. 1-800-259-9231. It is apparently night of the fire calls, uh, as in fire stories. Let's go to the phones continuing here with Matt in Illinois on the amp line. Hello there. Good evening. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, okay, well, last night you were talking about uh, hoarding and uh, clutter. Yes. And uh, I had a fire in my house in 2004, mm. and uh, it started in the basement in the laundry room. And I was upstairs and using the, the restroom when my daughter came up and was pounding on the door saying, Dad, Dad, there's a fire downstairs. Yikes. And I ran downstairs, and sure enough, there was a fire behind the dryer. And I could see this flame just shooting up like, you know, like a, a volcano, like a Bunsen burner. The dryer so was on. The gaslight. 
the yeah, the dryer was on. That's it started with the dryer on. Mm-hmm. And I figured the gas line had caught fire. Oh boy! So I was I was trying to beat it out at first. I was taking a blanket trying to to hit it out, and then the blanket caught fire and Ooh. things around me were burning. And I looked around and I could see my daughter at the top of the stairs looking down, all frightened at me. And I realized that I'd better get out of there. So I got the kids out of the house. I got the pets out of the house. I got on my cell phone. I called the fire department. I got around to the back of the house. I grabbed my fire hose, or not fire hose, my garden hose, and broke the window and started spraying uh, water down there. And I stand right by the electric box, and I, I'm on a pump. I'm not on city water. So all of a sudden, the electric box just goes boom. Oh, shoot. Uh, sparky, sparky, and I got no more hose. The yeah, water's not there. That's good. So, yeah, at that point, I, I, there was nothing more I could do but wait for the fire department. And um, it was a rough night, but uh, a couple of days later, after everything was settled down and everything, the fire department came and talked to me, and I told them what I saw. Their conclusion as to why the fire spread so fast was because of all the clothes we had down there. And I got four kids, so, yeah, we had a lot of clothes down there. Mm-hmm. But that fire spread so fast because it was gas that was burning. Sure. And I was trying to explain that to them, and they just wouldn't believe me. Very strange. So, uh, yeah, I was I was amazed at that. I don't know if that had anything to do with insurance purposes or whether they were trying to make a uh, case of negligence against me or what was going on. Hmm. Um how Nothing did it all play out? I mean, did you get the insurance company to, to cover the damage? It it was like pulling teeth. Hmm. The insurance company wasn't going to cover the damage. They weren't, you know, there was going to be nothing paid for. And as it ended up, because it wasn't it wasn't really my house, it was owned by my father-in-law. He, hold, he held the title to it. Hmm. And um, he wasn't living there. So they weren't going to pay me for my... For my, they ended up not paying me for any of my stuff. So yeah. I lost everything. Yeah, my insurance my company own. did not like it. Uh, when I was uh, trying to sell my house down in Florida, apparently you're supposed to tell the insurance company if you renter. If you don't live there anymore. Yeah. And the house was empty at that point. It wasn't it didn't even have a renter in it. It was just empty, just hmm. trying to sell it. And they, I guess it was somebody drove by, and they noticed that it was uh, up for sale, and they said, we're going to have to cancel your insurance policy. Because uh, your house is empty. And I said, well, wait a minute. If the house is empty, doesn't that mean that it's less likely to get damaged or, or, or harmed? And they said, well, if something happens, then no one's there to know about it. And so it could do more damage if, if no one is there is what they said. So, yeah, if it's well, not in your bizarre. name and you're living there, then it wouldn't surprise me if they didn't cover it. But you said you managed to get them to anyway? Mm-mm. They didn't cover my stuff. Uh, they covered my wife's stuff because she was the daughter of the owner. Right, and gotcha. they covered my kids' stuff because they were the grandkids of the owner, but mm. they would not cover my stuff. And we had talked to the insurance agency, the the insurance agent, and he had told my father-in-law that everything would be covered. But when push came to shove, it wasn't. That's I ended up losing everything. Damn. So right, right now I have no clutter. Mm. <laughs> I have I have practically nothing. But yeah, uh, so wait, how long ago was this? This was in uh, 2004. Oh, okay. So not too long ago. Well, at least you got yourself out and your kids out, and uh, that's the most important part, right? Yeah, everybody was still alive, and 
and that is the most important part. And 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 in a lot of ways, it feels good not to be burdened with so much stuff. Yeah, it's just stuff. You can always get it again if you want. Right, and we had we had a lot of just junk. So a lot of stuff we just threw away and never even replaced. Clean sweep. Very good, Matt. Thank you for the call tonight, sir. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. So here is the news from the Supreme Court. They seem to continue every chance they get to expand the powers of the police departments in America. And they've done it again. According to the Associated Press, the Supreme Court affirmed yesterday that police have the power to conduct searches and seize evidence even when done during an arrest that turns out to have violated state law. See, it used to be that if they arrested you and it was, you know, they messed something up, they'd have to throw out the evidence of the other stuff they might have collected. If right. They arrest you and you got a joint on your person, but that's not the reason they were arresting you for. They can't charge you for having the joint. Because they arrested you on false pretenses in the first place. And there's a case, of course, that went behind this. The unanimous decision comes in a case, unanimous, Mark, Supreme Court, comes in a case from Portsmouth, Virginia, where city detective seized crack cocaine from a motorist after arresting him on a traffic ticket offense. David Lee Moore was pulled over for driving on a suspended license. The violation is a minor crime in Virginia and calls for police to issue a court summons and let the driver go. Instead, city detectives arrested Moore and prosecutors said drugs taken from him in a subsequent search can be used as, uh, against him as evidence. According to the, one of the judges, he said, uh, we, have reaffirm a novel cha- uh, we reaffirm against a novel challenge what we've signaled for half a century. Justice Scalia said that when officers have probable cause to think a person's committed a crime in their presence, the Fourth Amendment permits them to make an arrest and to search the suspect in order to safeguard evidence and ensure their own safety. What was the probable cause? I have no idea. Suspicion. Yeah, he looked shifty. Moore was convicted on a drug charge and sentenced to three and a half years in prison. The Virginia Supreme Court ruled that police should have released Moore and could not, therefore, conduct a lawful search. I have to agree with that. I mean, the the guy wasn't, you know, for his charge, it wasn't it wasn't expected that we would be taken down. They broke their own rules. The yeah. cops, by their own rules, are supposed to issue a summons. Right. What they were doing was they were looking at this guy and assuming, hmm, this guy looks shifty, mm-hmm. and we're going to go after him a little harder than we would the average guy. You know, so it, they get away with br- breaking their own rules. The, the Supreme Court that we have now, and I, you know, I've I haven't lived through too many of them, but the one we have now will just back up the police state in any way it possibly yep. can. And but there's a little bit more to this, and I'm going to tell you how it ties in with the whole FLDS situation in Texas. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one is the SACL CAI toll free line, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind. Again, toll free one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231 and bring up whatever's on your mind. 1-800-259-9231. 1-800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away. The Shrine of Female listeners included dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo and prove they listen to the show. Just head over to shrine.freetalklive.com and see what it's all about. Shrine. 
www.freetalklive.com. Continuing a story from the Associated Press uh, that apparently the Supreme Court has ruled in a case in regards to police searches. Apparently, even if the police arrest someone and it turns out that the arrest was completely illegal, in that in the particular case we're talking about here, the gentleman that the police arrested was simply pulled over for a traffic ticket offense, driving on a suspended license. And the Virginia laws that the police claim to follow says that you're supposed to get a court summons and the driver's supposed to be let go in that particular instance. Well, they decided to arrest him instead, which is a violation of their own rules. But that's okay because that's what government does. They violate their own rules. Eventually it gets taken to court, and usually the government backs itself up, thereby making it so their rules don't mean anything anymore, and it's okay if they violate them. That's what we see time after time again with the Supreme Court continues to expand uh, the powers of the police at every level in, the, uh, in this country. And in this case, uh, apparently the state, state's high court so this was, again, turned over in the U.S. Supreme Court, but originally the Virginia High Court said that the, the state law restricted officers to issuing a ticket in exchange for a promise to appear later in court. Virginia courts dismissed the indictment against the, uh, the driver. He argued that the Fourth Amendment permits a search only following a lawful state arrest. In a concurring opinion, Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg says she finds more support for Moore's position in previous court cases than the rest of the court does, but she said she agrees that the arrest and search of Moore was constitutional, even though it violated Virginia law. Well, what's the probable cause? That's what I don't understand. What's the probable cause? He looks funny, apparently. They don't really get into that, Mark, but uh, she claims it is constitutional, uh, the, uh, the Fourth Amendment is what they claim justifies the search, but the Fourth Amendment says the right of the people to be secure of their person, in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated, and no warrants shall issue but upon probable cause, uh, particularly describing the place to be searched it's and like persons or things to be seized. It's like 1984. It is they, like they, that. They take, the, they take what something says, and, and it means the opposite. The Ministry of Peace c- conducts wars. You know, the Ministry of Truth tells lies. Well, apparently their probable cause was that the guy had a suspended license, and so therefore it's okay to search him. I don't know. I don't either. It was. It's just awful. The Bush administration and attorneys general from 18 states lined up in support yay. of Virginia prosecutors. The yay federal tyranny, government yay, police state. Yep, said Moore's case had the potential to greatly increase the class of unconstitutional arrests, resulting in evidence seized during searches being excluded with increasing frequency. So they were concerned here that if Moore was successful, that then a bunch of other cases could be thrown out. Right. You know, and that's the, and then we'd have to you know let some drug dealers out of prison or right. let that's, some drug users out that's of prison. The, that the thing that really gets me is, you know, they they've it's all based on drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, they, the, this destruction of the Constitution, and you know anything's okay. Well, my God, if we. If we actually follow the Constitution here, we're going to have to let some drug dealers go. People might get high. Oh, wait, they're already doing that, aren't they? Well, they might still get high. Because that's what it's all about, is taking people that like to alter their consciousness via substances outside of the accepted alcohol and nicotine and putting them in a jail cell, as though that's going to help them or solve their problems for them. And anybody that actually thinks that's going to help someone, please call in. We'd love to talk to you at 800 800- Two five nine ninety two thirty one, looking to state laws to provide the basis for searches would introduce uncertainty into the legal system," said the eighteen states in court papers. 
So there you go, police status. You just won another battle in the Supreme Court. Now police can search you for whatever reason they want. It doesn't matter if they violate their own laws in the process. Who cares? Uh, it's all worthwhile if one drug user goes to jail, isn't it? This is why I am for secession. I just, you know, as as far as I'm concerned, the Supreme Court is completely compromised. The executive branch um, is is willing to do whatever it takes to uh, get, you know, to throw Americans in jail. Uh, we have five percent of the world's population, uh, less than five percent of the world's population, and twenty five percent of the world's prisoners. We are we are a a prison nation comparative to everyone else. We have more people in prison than any other nation. Uh, you know, now, they, does the people there's in a prison, huge industry behind people in prison. That's true. Now, do the, the amount of people in prison, does that count all the kids that are in foster care, too? No. Or in the uh, the care of the federal or state governments? It does not. Because in Texas, as you may be aware, over the past few weeks, there's been quite a bit of controversy over the fundamentalist uh, Latter-day Saints church mm-hmm. and uh, how they've been treated, where the cops came in three weeks ago and they they stole over 400 children, 416 children, from their parents and and took them into state custody. And word was that the reason the cops went in there in the first place, an alleged phone call from a 16-year-old girl who supposedly was inside the compound, turns out that was false. They haven't found the 16-year-old girl, and a news report now reveals, according to the Rocky Mountain News in Colorado Springs, a court document says the phone number used to report alleged abuse at a polygamist retreat in Texas had been used previously by a 33-year-old Colorado woman. You know, they didn't want to give that information up. It's not yet clear whether authorities suspect Rosita Swinton of Colorado Springs made any of the calls that triggered this month's raid of the compound. Who the hell else did? It was her phone number, apparently. The arrest warrant made public today says a phone number she had used previously was used to call a Texas crisis. I don't know what that means, a phone number she had used previously. Maybe it's a cell phone. Who knows? I mean, if it's not registered, you know, usually if if a phone is registered in someone's name, it's called their phone number instead of a phone that was used previously by Rosita Swinton. She is, by the way, uh, currently unknown as far as her whereabouts are concerned. Keep so running, Rosita. Is... You don't want to get caught by no, these guys. No, you certainly don't. Uh, but here, the reason I bring this up, besides just an update to the case, to look like the entire, it looks like the entire concept, the entire uh, raid was based on just falsehoods. Sure. And th- that's, that's so, what it looks like. So I don't know if it really ties into the Supreme Court, but it cert- certainly sounds darn close. I mean, the Supreme Court decision said that if the cops arrest somebody under false pretenses, then anything they find during a search is still admissible evidence. So it doesn't matter if the cops break their own law. Who cares? So I wonder mm. how that applies, if at all, to this particular case. I'd say it does. Because... They didn't. I don't think they made any arrests. Well, there was that one guy that got in the way when they were trying to search the FLDS compound, uh, but he was just kind of like in the way of the cops. So I guess that does count. They arrested him. They confiscated 416 kids, but it was all based on false pretenses. And if the Supreme Court continues ruling in the ways it it has been, there's no doubt that if this FLDS case goes up to the Supreme Court level, they'll they'll easily come down with a decision that says, well, clearly... They won't come this down was, with a decision. They just won't hear it. Well, there, there's that. Or they'll say that, well, clearly this was in the best interest of the 400 kids, so therefore it's okay. Laws be damned. All of our procedures and the Constitution be damned. We'll do whatever we feel is politically correct for what we want for our purposes. Mm. And that's how it's going. That's what's happening. 1-800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. In other news, uh, Wesley Snipes getting 36 months in federal prison, which is the maximum sentence allowed for his so-called crimes. What crimes, you might ask? 
Well, failure to file, right? Yeah, failure to file income taxes. He was convicted of three misdemeanor charges for not filing his taxes. Uh, during the sentencing, Snipes apologized. He said, I asked this court to show me mercy and the opportunity to set things right. This will never happen again. I'm very sorry for mis- my mistakes or my errors. And he, uh, however, the judge indicated that deterrent was an important factor in tax cases. Right. Uh, it's not deterrent for Wesley Snipes. It's deterrent for everyone, everyone else. else. It might get some idea about not supporting the gang with their finances. The judge said there's nothing unusual about prosecuting a celebrity. Uh, he never mentioned the words tax or taxes in his apology is what he said about Snipes. Prosecutors, too, sought the maximum. Oh, so, so because he didn't say the right words in the right order, the judge isn't going to accept his apology? Well, they like would have sentenced him anyway. Said. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, that's look. You sentence him to whatever you're going to sentence him to. Don't come up with a bunch of cockamamie bull. Well, here's some bull for you from the U.S. attorney. He said, "We think it sends a real message. Again, you have to pay your taxes. If you dispute the taxes you owe, contact the IRS and go through the formal process. To continually just say I don't owe taxes, you must show me why I owe taxes. It seemed his position. They don't answer though." If you say, if you you know, write him up and say, "Oh, show me the law," they're not going to answer that. It says here, he the, the U.S. attorney says it seemed his position was ludicrous. Was it? Let's look at that coming up. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up anything via the toll-free number at one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark? 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, then shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Enter Amazon through that link, and Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. So just start your shopping at amazon.freetalklive.com. Buy anything you might need for life in over 41 categories to shop in including used items. Whatever you buy, Free Talk Live gets a cut. If you start at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Wesley Snipes looking at 36 months in federal prison. That has been the sentence handed down from the judge in the case. Uh, He did not fill out tax information, and the IRS very upset about that. They wanted to make uh, an example out of him. And the U.S. attorney said... We think it sends a real message. Again, you have to pay your taxes. If you dispute the taxes you owe, contact the IRS and go through the formal process. To continually just say, I don't owe taxes, you must show me why I owe taxes. It seemed his position was ludicrous. Well, I don't see what's so ludicrous about that. It it makes sense to me. If they claim you owe taxes, then they should be able to show you why. What is the process that got you into the position of owing taxes in the first place? How was the obligation created upon Wesley Snipes to pay these taxes? The problem is, though, they won't answer your questions, and they'll just keep stamping their foot and demanding and saying, you owe taxes. We don't care what you're saying. What you're saying is ludicrous. How dare you ask us to prove anything to you? We don't have anything to prove. We've got guns, and we're a violent gang. So that's what's happening. You know, uh, I guess what it all boils down to is you're in the United States. Uh, the United States government owns the United States, and therefore, since you're here, you've agreed to run by their rules, right? Well, they're a gang, and the gang has territory. The question since is, you're in the territory, if you don't want the gang to hurt you or your family, then you do what the gang says. It doesn't mean that you've agreed to their rules. Right. It just means you're scared of the gang. You might right? be able to. You might be able to make a case. The United States government did, in fact, purchase Alaska. 
They did purchase the you know the the Louisiana purchase. Um, they purchased you know they I I think uh, you know this part of the. Uh, Pacific North, Northwest was one from Canada, Vancouver con- Compact or something like that. And uh, down in the Southwest, it was uh, something to do with the war with Mexico. But we purchased, you know, the United States government purchased uh, a lot of this land. But they didn't purchase ever New England and, uh, you know, the, the, the original 13 colonies. I think they, I don't know what happened with Florida. Maybe that came along with, uh, hmm. I, don't, I can't remember. Um, it was mid-1800s. So they they purchased that stuff. So you might be able to make a case the United States government owns that land, and since you live in that land, like Louisiana Purchase, you'd have to abide by their rules. But when that the would United make you States, a, say, a serf, right? That would make you a subject. Um, well, it it would make you a visitor on their property, hmm. um, in the same way that if I you know I'm I'm here on your property, so therefore I have to abide by your rules. If I really 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 want to come here, and you say, well, every time you come here, you got to give me five dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, then, you know, it, it certainly happens at lots of places. Uh, you know, the, there's admission fees and things like that, so that's okay. But the United States government never purchased New Hampshire. They, you know, New Hampshire was part of the uh, the original 13 colonies that won against uh, Great Britain, so they won their freedom. Yeah, but maybe, How, the, maybe the New Hampshire government owns New Hampshire, and they just gave it over to the United States government. I don't know, years ago. They didn't, though. Well... It really it seems to be that's that to me seems to be the ludicrous position, Mark. The idea that these gangsters own all of the land in America or own right. significant portions of it. But they don't own the land. Uh, you know, I mean, I, they one one could make an argument that the corporation that is the United States owns the land in the Louisiana Purchase, Alaska, you know, the rest, mm-hmm. you know, the Western United States, all that stuff. They can make that argument, but you can't make that about New England and uh, you know the thirteen colonies, the eastern uh, eastern seaboard area. So. I, I just wonder where they get off. How do they? How do they manage to do this? Where is the legitimacy of being able to say you owe this money? And I just don't think that they that they can say that. They have no excuse for what they do. And if this is indeed a government by the consent of the governed, then how is it one can remove one's consent and not have this gang come after them? Because I don't consent to the federal government. I don't consent to the state government either. And I don't, I don't consent to the city government. I've been paying city taxes recently, but I've been thinking about not doing it anymore. You know, every day I get closer to actually taking that final step. I don't pay the federal government people. I don't want their services. They don't owe me their services in the first place. I will not collect the $10,000 that I put into Social Security. The gang can keep that as far as I'm concerned. Go ahead. If the IRS wants some money, go raid the Social Security account. They've got ten grand. Take that away. You can you you know you've stolen my money from me already. You can have what you've stolen, but you're not going to get anything else because I want to live as a free man. I was told that this was supposed to be a free country, and damn it, I believed what I was told, and so I'm going to go and live my life like I am a free person. I'm not going to live as a serf. I'm not going to live as a subject, and I don't accept these people. I don't accept their rule. I don't accept their so-called authority. I did not consent to it, and I do not consent, and I will not consent. And I don't care if you put Wesley Snipes in prison for 36 months. I hope that, you know, I hope there are more people out there watching this that are just, they're getting more and more upset to the point where they're willing to, to join the ranks of those of us who have decided to stop paying. Because that's exactly what they don't want to happen. Right. That, that's, that's the purpose that, that's here. That's the, yeah, that's absolutely the reason that uh, Wesley Snipes is going to prison is because they don't want you to do this. Correct. 
because they understand that if enough people get it into their heads that they are a gang of thugs and they should not be paid, they should be resisted against as all criminal thugs should be resisted against. And if people start getting that into their heads and enough people stop paying these goons and keeping their money and, and uh, saving their money or giving it away or buying new things with it or paying off their debts or doing whatever it is you want to do with your money, then they won't be able to put them all in jail. They don't have enough jail space for all of the people that theoretically could stop obeying. But as long as they take a celebrity here, you know, the Willie Nelson over here, the Wesley Snipes over there, the Richard Hatch from Survivor over here, and they put them in a prison cell and they tout it across the headlines, then most Americans will continue to fall in line being frightened to death because they've got families, they've got jobs, they've got responsibilities, Mm -hmm. and, you know, they don't want to have anything get in the way of them living their happy little lives. But the problem is the government won't stop. They're never going to stop taking more and more. There's never going to be a day where the government people, whether it's the state or the feds or whoever, where the government people just say, yeah, that's that's enough. We've taxed you folks enough. You know what? We're just going to lower the tax rates next year, and we're just going to keep lowering them after that. Has that ever happened? No, they don't do that. No, they keep taking more. And even if they claim they have a tax cut going on, you know, the Republicans like to claim that. Oh, look, you're getting $600 this year. Well, they haven't reduced spending. So nothing has changed. It's just they're playing with the numbers. They're just shuffling money around. That's all. They're still spending $2.9 trillion a year at the federal level or wherever it's at. I think it's around $3 trillion the last time I saw. They're not going to stop doing that. So you have to ask yourself, you know, at what point will you decide that enough is enough? Right now they might only be taking 30% of your income. But what if it's 50? And we're only talking about federal income taxes here, Okay. So don't forget all the other taxes that add up to being like 70% of your income. But let's just talk about the feds. Maybe they're taking 30%. Maybe it'll go up to 40%. Maybe it'll go up to 60%. You know, ask yourself, where will you draw the line? How soon will it be enough? And, and we're just talking about taxes there. What about the police state stuff going on? What about all the police state crap that we were talking about earlier? The, the checkpoints. What about the uh, just the insanity of, of, of locking up your friends and your neighbors for having a drug in their pocket, having a joint of marijuana, over 1.5 million Americans arrested for drug possession in one year's time? When will you finally get fed up and see all of this tyranny around you and say, you know what, I've had enough of this. I understand that my assets are on the line and my, you know, my family and my, my happiness is on the line, but... I don't want to keep obeying because I don't want to be a, a party to this tyranny. I don't want to have my heart perpetuating money. it. You yeah, see, that, that's and it's it's one of the ways that they uh, <clears throat> that they manage to justify their tyranny is well, we've done it this way, we've gotten away with it this long, we've managed to do it this long, and they'll make those arguments in court. Yep. Um, so the fact is, every step of tyranny should be you know, it needs to be stopped. Otherwise, it's justified by the simple fact that it exists. It, it keeps building upon itself. I so, mean, the, the the IRS is able to put people in prison now because somebody didn't stand up and say something when the when when it all came about. Oh, the wars! Mm. You know, they had to fight their war. Fair, or whatever. fair share. Well, it's not fair because this is a scam, and I refuse. Let's go to your calls, Anna in Texas. You're on Free Talk Live. Ladies first. Hello. Hi, hey, Anna. it's Dana, D-A-N-A. Dana, what's yeah. on your mind? Well, I was enjoying your conversation about the, the tax situation in the IRS, but I was really calling about what you were talking about a little bit ago about the, the FDLS 
Great. Uh We'll get into that. If you'll hang through the news, we'll bring you back an hour or two. Hang on, Dana. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. Hour number two is on the way. More FLDS discussion with Dana. TJ's on the line as well. Dana. Do you want to just rename the lady? Dana. Dana. Sorry. TJ's on the line as well. He's going to tell us why marijuana shouldn't be legalized. I want to hear that, so hopefully he'll hang through. Hour two's coming up. This is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up anything. Toll-free number for you, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. As we roll here into hour number two of the program, it is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Going back into the phone calls, it is, it's a, is it pronounced Dana? I'm sorry, I think I messed it up last time. Dana in Texas? Yes. Okay. My dad's name was Dan, so my mother added an A. So <laughs> okay. It's Dana. So, so what did you have to share with us tonight, Dana? Well, what you were talking about a little bit ago about the illegal search that happened on the compound yeah. based on the two primary evidences to try to seek the warrant in the search. Right. They but, had a fake phone, a false, what appears to be a completely yeah, fallacious absolutely. phone call. I know. That's what I was trying to tell you Saturday night yeah. when you cut me off. Cut when you off. We, you, we had John, for, had an, we had John for an entire segment, and, sweetie. And, <laughs> and, and, and you said you di- didn't have... You had problems reading legal mumbo-jumbo, and you cut me off and hung up. It it was the end of the segment. That's what I was trying to point out. I know. know Thank you for that, Dana. Dana. Uh, We have to clear up, just because um, other people don't know this, too. We have hard breaks. When the music starts... There's nothing I can do about it. I can't say, whoa, stop the record. Dana's got some more things to and say. And we, we had a bunch of other, no, this, bunch of other callers on the line. This is not what happened. But this is not the reason why I, I'm talking to you now. I want to thank you for pointing this out, that that original warrant should be voided. It should be. Right, and but it won't matter. Reason, even if they void it, they're still going to have the kids, right? They're not going to go and return all the kids back. Even if They, they should. Void the, but, but they won't. But, but it is pointing out something else of where we are moving yep. in this system. Please say, please state. If they can do it there and get by with it, then any other religious or different group, That's yep. right. like the Amish, the Quakers, the Mennonites, they better get attention and look up to this yep. because we're headed closer and closer to government control, similar to Nazism. Absolutely. Like and, uh, and, and let me hearken back to those times. Uh, Pastor Martin Niemoller wrote a great, uh, great little poem about how first they came for the communists, and I wasn't a absolutely. communist, so I didn't stand up. Then they came for the trade unionists. In this case, right. they came for the FLDS. And you know, before right. that, they went after the drug users, and then now they're going after immigrants. And b- before you know it, it's going to be you and your family. Dana, thank you for the call tonight, 800-259-9231. She's right about that. And Americans better be paying close attention to this. Put down the beers and and pay attention to what's going on around you. Turn off the television set. Log out of Fox News and, you know, clue in to what's really going on. Because the mainstream media is not bringing you the the total story. 
They're not bringing if they're bringing you the story, they're not bringing you the commentary to tie it all together because they are bringing you the story about the FLDS. Mm-hmm. They're telling you what happened, but no one is saying this was wrong. Yeah. No one except Free Talk Live and maybe a handful of other shows out there is saying well, this is terrible. The, yeah, the, what they're actually saying is basically this is right. Uh, you know, they they talk about them being these a are sect. weird. They, you know, they People. use they use the Strange. term compound. Yeah. Uh, you know, and they make it look seem, how they dress. They make it seem completely legitimate what the government's doing. Nobody's out there asking, uh, you know, which I think a journalist should, does this fit into, uh, you know, the state constitution of Texas? Does this Mm. fit into the federal constitution? Journalists don't take classes about constitutions. Where is the probable cause here? Shouldn't a legal, you know, a a legal commentator be asking these questions? Like, hey, it looks like the the state government of Texas is way out of line here. Yeah. It looks like they're, they're stepping all over the constitution. Probable cause, a thousand years worth of Common law, but they don't say those things. And what are the? And of course, they're all working together. So they're reporting the facts of what happened, but they're not reporting the right. facts of how the law is being stepped on. This yep. isn't commentary, people. They're, this is the facts. And and so the media is working in hand in hand with the government to promote the government and its viewpoint. And the government, of course, also is well tied in with the bar, uh, the bar association, the uh, the lawyers group out there. And so none of these lawyers are going to advise their clients. In this case, the FLDS women, the mothers and the and the fathers. None of them are going to advise them and say, "Whoa, whoa, you shouldn't take these DNA tests." They're just trying to figure out who your who your uh, who the dads are, so they can charge them with statutory rape. Well, you shouldn't take these tests. They're going to catalog your information. They're going to put you on file. Who knows what they're going to use this information for? And odds are good if you take these DNA tests you've been ordered to take, odds are good they're not going to give you your kids back anyway. I would advise you to know to to just not obey these people. They've already got your kids. They're not going to give them back. And so why give them your DNA? But no, all the lawyers are saying, "Oh, yeah, you want this, you know, you know, you want them to go easy on you here. They they might give your kids back. Just give them your DNA. It's no big deal." You know, and them. it's that darn Benjamin Franklin quote out there that that is the, just the worst one that says, um, "The man who has a uh, who who represents himself has both a, a client, a fool for a client and an attorney." Mm. You've heard that one. No, but uh, it sounds interesting. It's an interesting quote, but unfortunately, it says what it says to people is Lawyers are good. what you need to do is abdicate your responsibilities um, when it comes to legal things. You need to, you know, you need to listen to what your uh, um, lawyer says. You need to, you know, step away. And I say that, uh, you know. I'm of the opinion that I'm the best one to represent myself in a, a court case simply because they have to step down every single time and explain things. To they you. Can't, they can't right. just you know, fly, fling things past you. You have to understand every step of the way. And you can ask a bunch of questions about that. And we and, we and, can't and, say for sure that we know exactly how to do things in the courtroom, but there are some people out there with some ideas, and they're trying them out, and they're having some level of success. Mark Stevens from AdventuresInLegalLand.com advocates asking a bunch of questions and making it so that you don't move through uh, the conflict process with them, that you just enter into this extended discussion phase where you ask them a bunch of questions that literally they, they're not going to want to deal with you if you ask them the right questions. You keep asking them questions. You tell them you don't understand what's going on. Can you imagine if, if 400 or, excuse me, there's a couple hundred of these parents, these women, can you imagine if a hundred of these women went into the courtrooms and just started, at, you know, just Bogging started them down. reading all off, you know, 18 pages worth of Mark Stevens questions, just, you know, asking them question after question. Oh, no, do you understand that? No, I'm sorry, I don't understand. Can you explain to me what this what this means and what this means? And, you know, do I have the right to have a fair trial? And just go through this whole log list of questions. It would take them 15 years to process through all of this, and they'd have to change something. They'd have to do something differently because they wouldn't be able to make anything happen. 
But because people are so obedient, because people just fall right in line whenever the government orders to do uh, them to do something, they're just going to get processed through. They're going to have all their DNA taken from them, and then they're going to continue to have their kids taken from them. They're going to be allowed to probably return to their homes, but they're not going to have their kids anymore. 1-800-259-9231. Let's go to TJ in Kentucky. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, TJ. How are you guys today? What's on your mind tonight? Well, I wanted to talk to you about uh, the marijuana debate. I understand you guys are pro-legalizing marijuana. I'm pro-re-legalizing uh, everything. I'm, but, pro, yeah. I'm pro-freedom is, is yeah. what I'd say, and I'd say that since you have the freedom to drink a beer, you have the freedom to smoke a joint. Yeah. Go ahead. I agree. However, I have a bit of a different take on this than you. Let's go. Now, I'm in Kentucky here, and we have very liberal marijuana laws. We okay. have liberal tax laws, period. And we have tons of people coming from other states to buy cigarettes here. Uh-huh. They leave the state, they're nailed for uh, tax evasion, and they're thrown in prison. Mm-hmm. Now, assuming we were to they legalize put them in prison? marijuana Hold here... Hold on, b- before you go on, they throw people come in, buy cigarettes, um, leave the state with them, and they're thrown in prison? Yes, sir. They're not just given a ticket. I'm surprised you guys don't know that. I, I, I yeah, guess I didn't got, know. We've got, uh, oh, yeah, in fact, uh, Tennessee just hired a whole bunch of undercovers to hang out at our tobacco stores <sighs> so they can find people with out-of-state plates coming in here. That's awful. Okay, now go on with the yeah. marijuana thing. Now, if you ever uh, been to Holland or uh, British Columbia, you see the nope. prices over there for marijuana. Okay. Now, assuming that it was legal here, what we would see is the corporatocracy would take the prices to a point where it would be out of the hands of the regular person to go and buy it, whereas right now it isn't. And if you were caught buying from a regular person who would give you a good deal, you would be tax evading. Now, and therefore, you would take something that right now might be a ticket, but you would automatically turn that into prison. You know, I I, I, hear, I disagree because, um, for one, there will be uh, competition in the same way that cigarettes, although well, expensive. Well, there's not in Amsterdam. I mean, it goes for $50 a gram over there. I have no something. idea what it goes for. And the fact is, you can go out and find a place where you can buy a $20 glass of beer in America, too. That doesn't mean that every beer is $20, you know? I mean, you can, sure. still, you well, can sure. still go get a 50-cent beer at the grocery store um, if you want to drink, uh, you know, Natty Light or whatever. Uh, so, I mean, there's there's all different ranges. You know, may, may, it may very well be that there's a $50 gram in Amsterdam, but it can't oh, be and, all. And you can't touch a gram over there for under $30. Let's talk more you about can't. this. Yeah, TJ, hang on. 800-259-9231. I haven't been to Amsterdam, but I have been to California, and things are a little bit more legal-ish over there. I'll tell you about my experiences as far as price range and that sort of thing, and I'm sure our California listeners can talk about it as well. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. This is your show. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything, take control via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy them, including the archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, just go and get them right there from the front page of the website for your downloading convenience at freetalklive.com. In Chapter 5 of Freedom Engineering, an online anarcho-capitalist adventure series, Tad Galahad catches something in his spam can. Go to freedom-engineering.com, or I guess that's a hyphen, isn't it? That's freedom-engineering.com to read more. It sounds like it sounds like it's uh, coming along, the storyline here. You the know, spam can. And I'm of the opinion that uh, 
uh, you know, sort of libertarian fiction is a really great way to get to, uh, to, to meet people. I think that the uh, the Terry Goodkind, which is you know libertarian, you meet people by reading a book. Did I say meet? I'm sorry. To reach people. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, to reach people because you know the like the Terry Goodkind books, uh, sort of truth, and uh, the uh, Jack uh, Repairman Jack by uh, F. Paul Wilson. I read I've read both of these series and they're very interesting they're best t- best sellers and all that stuff and I think that it brings to people that wouldn't otherwise hear the liberty message liberty message so I'm with you I I think this is a great idea and so go to uh, freedomengineering.com freedom-engineering.com 1-800-259-9231 let's go back to TJ here and continue the conversation TJ is frightened uh, he likes the idea of he likes the idea of of re-legalizing marijuana, but he's scared that if it happens, that prices will go up. And I'm sorry, TJ, that's just not how things are in the free marketplace. But perhaps you're envisioning a non-free marketplace. In that case, I could understand. For instance, if they were to re-legalize marijuana, but then regulate marijuana to the point where only Bingo. government where only government approved marijuana dispensaries would be the only legitimate method to Bingo. acquire the marijuana, then in that case. Certainly, uh, you would have a monopolistic sort of a situation set up as opposed to the current but black market. But we market. have that with beer. Currently, only government-approved uh, outlets can sell beer. You're talking about less than like a bunch of bars. You're talking about like one dispensary per town or something. What do you That's envision, That's not how it TJ? is in, in Amsterdam. What do you, what do well, you envision? Well, actually, I'm envisioning something like Amsterdam, to be honest with you, where what you're going to have is approximately maybe 10 to 12 companies, and they're going to get together, and they're going to decide what the price goes for. Collude. And if you go outside of those companies, then you've just committed a bigger crime than if it would have been illegal to begin with. Well, um, That's I, what I'm worried about. I I'm agree that that's, guys, that's a problem. Absolutely. That, that you know, people that, uh, that have uh, you know, monopolies on selling things, that, that's a bad thing. But it happens here in the United States. And I don't understand. I haven't been to Amsterdam, and you have, but that doesn't mean either no, one no, of us. No, no, I haven't. I, but I've looked online at their little menus and all that good stuff. Okay. So. Um, well, th- there, there you go. So what we have is two uninformed people. You have a little bit of knowledge, which is even more dangerous, um, about you know why it is that prices are high in Amsterdam. The fact well, is, you if, know, wait, too, if, Tim, if, the- if ten or twelve businesses are competing, they they simply can't collude. That many businesses cannot collude to set a price. Someone will break the cartel and. Well, it seems like the more legal it is, the more expensive it is. See, we moved from Michigan, and up there, it was really cheap. Are hamburgers really expensive? I'm sorry? Are hamburgers really expensive? No, no, they're not. (laughs) Legal products that are fully legal in in a marketplace that you can get into, uh, there's no restrictions. When we were in Michigan, it was so cheap compared to anywhere else. And down here in Kentucky, where we have way more liberal laws, it's a whole lot more expensive. Well, in Ann Arbor, and then you look at British Columbia. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Ann Arbor um, is—it's almost completely legal there. What's a twenty-five dollar ticket? No, or no, something? no, no, sir. They've changed it. It's a two hundred dollar fine. They don't even uh, hash bash isn't even the same anymore. Okay, I don't know. I mean, that's that's what I'd heard was Ann Arbor is uh, uh, quite cheap. They really cracked down. They look, TJ, let me make something clear would... here. No I, one on I this don't... show is advocating for government control of marijuana. Absolutely. When we talk not. about decriminalization or relegalization or whatever word you want to use, we're talking about taking it out of the black market, ending prohibition, and allowing the free marketplace to handle it. In a free marketplace, then anybody can compete. In a free marketplace, if you don't like the prices at the corner store, you can grow your own marijuana and sell it out of your house or sell it as a delivery man or whatever it is that you We don't have a free marketplace on anything, even hamburgers. That's still regulated. You still have... um, 
I mean, that, every, that may be true, TJ, no but you're not you're not making a very good argument to uh, in favor of prohibition here. Uh, we're talking about <laughs> the free market, and that's right. I'm not in favor of prohibition. I'm just really worried how the cards are going to fall if it changes. Yeah, because I'm, right now I'm completely are, baffled right. by it. Uh, by, I, 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 I hear what you're saying as far as um, you know. You've noted some anecdotal evidence. I hear that, but the fact is, marijuana isn't different than other products, and the way the marketplace works is. You know, more availability means cheaper rates. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not for regulation of hamburgers, and I'm not for regulation of marijuana. I'm not for government regulation of anything, because the government is really bad at everything it does. Right on. Right, and I think that, and TJ, thank you for the call tonight. We appreciate it. I think that if we actually got to the point where we were seeing this kind of sea change that we need to see, and there would be marijuana, presumably marijuana civil disobedience going on, people would be talking about the issue uh, maybe some political change would happen, but if people are are visibly uh, selling marijuana and smoking marijuana in public, if it's gotten to the point where we're just seeing so much civil disobedience, the police have thrown up their hands in the air, then by default it will become a legitimate product again. If the police are no longer stealing from people, if they're no longer putting people in jail, it will become legitimate. And I don't want to see any of these activists that worked so hard to reclaim marijuana freedom just just give up when the state proposes to regulate it. Stop it. Just continue doing disobedience. Say, no, we are not going to get a marijuana sales permit. No, we are not going to jump through your hoops in order to sell marijuana. We're going to grow it, and we're going to sell it, and we're going to smoke it. And the hell with you. You've been putting us in jail before. You can keep threatening us with jail now. We're going to keep living like free people. I think that we're going in a direction that these government people have never experienced before. We're going in a direction, uh, we're evolving, if you will toward the marketplace. We're evolving towards the next level of freedom for mankind, and that is the voluntary society. And I wouldn't be too concerned about how things are going to shake out, because if you've got enough activists in one place, as we do here in New Hampshire, I don't think things are going to shake out like they did in Amsterdam. In Amsterdam, it was a political decision. In Amsterdam, the, po the politicos made a change, and they allowed some level of marijuana sales. It's still restricted. You can't sell marijuana legally on the street. You have to sell it from a coffee shop. So there's a very restricted marketplace in marijuana there. In California, there's, some restricted, uh, there's a restricted marketplace situation there, and the prices seem a little high, but when you actually look at what you're getting for what you're paying out in California, you're getting the best weed. You can't find crappy weed in California. It's all good now because of the, the medical marijuana situation. There's, there's actually surplus medical marijuana that makes its way magically onto the black market. Can you imagine? And uh, so, yeah, you're still paying fairly high prices because there are still black market dealers in operation in California, but your product is consistently better than it ever was, and the price you pay for an ounce of marijuana in California, you get a better ounce of marijuana for a similar price as you would pay pretty much anywhere else in the country. That's been my experience, and would love to hear from you. Let's go to Craig in California. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Craig. Craig in California, going once. Craig in California, going twice. Let's go to Matt in California. You're on Hello. Free Talk Live. Hello, Matt. Yeah, now this is Craig. Oh, it's okay. Craig. Oh, Craig, yeah. what's on your mind? Wrong button there. Um, I'm just calling because I, I was in Amsterdam last November. Mm-hmm. And the last caller, I've heard that theory before, and usually people that spout that theory, it's an excuse to not do anything about anything. But in his case, he did have his reasons, and it sounded like 
he wasn't he wasn't just saying stuff. So I, I want to hear what you have to say about Amsterdam. Hang on, we're going to find out what uh, you paid for marijuana when you were over there, and uh, more with your calls as well. It's Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just three dollars a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on this site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And those features include the wiki with over 1,500 pages created by listeners like you. You can go and change pretty much anything. It's like the listener-editable version of our website. Go to wiki.freetalklive.com. Get interactive, wiki.freetalklive.com. Is another fad diet really the answer to losing your extra pounds? Working out, eating right, no longer working to help you lose weight. If you can relate to this, go read the story of a doctor who lost 37 pounds in one month and kept it off. See the actual before and after pictures and read his story at notfatanymore.com. Want to get the fad diet roller coaster forever? Then check out notfatanymore.com. Continuing here with the calls. By the way, quick correction. Uh, we said the other night, or I said that uh, there... There's no way you can carry a blade if you live in the United Kingdom, and I was wrong, according to a U.K. resident, Ed. He says that you can carry a blade of no more than three inches in length. Whoopie-doo. What are you going to do with three inches except make somebody angry? Well, apparently you're going to poke yourself with it. These knives must fold into itself to avoid accidental harm, but must not lock into place, meaning the state has banned the safest mechanism of folding knives and allowed the flimsiest. So a little bit more info for you there. Let's continue. We go back to Craig uh, in the on the line in California. Craig wanted to correct or add to the information from our earlier caller, TJ, who claimed that when he was in Amsterdam, marijuana was $50 a gram. Craig, can you back that up or right. dispute it? Right. Well, I was there. And TJ actually admitted he hadn't been there. He had looked it up online. Oh, that's true. Good point. Yeah. But when I was there, it goes as low as five euros. So and, that's ten bucks, ten bucks for gram. a gram. Yeah, and, and that's and, for the uh, that's for the best damn weed you've ever seen, right? It's well, they have that, and that's a little more, but it's for very, very good, comparable to anything you know that the Midwest or when the were South you there? is used to. When were you there? November. Okay, okay so that's pretty. That's pretty fresh. I'll even then. name the place where I got it. It sure. was called um, uh, the Down Creek. Hmm. And and so was it was that the usual price or then what was the range? Was it like ten up through twenty? Oh, usually you'd expect a seven and a half euros to ten euros. Or, or if you're if you're a real connoisseur, it can go skyrocket up to twenty dollars, twenty five dollars uh, or twenty five euros. That's twenty. Oh, okay. So, okay. so that's the fifty bucks he's talking about. Okay. So, so in other words, they have a whole range from yeah, the very low sure. all the way to the very top. And, and but uh, the low when you, can, when you say very low, very low in Amsterdam is the high end of the black market here. I would say, yeah, it's at mid, mid to high range here. Now, yeah. They're very low. My question is, when if, if I were to, say, go down to the corner bar here in town that I, I've been to before called Panucci's, I can get a beer for a buck fifty On Sundays, I can get it for 75 cents. Um, but if I were to go to, uh, you know, uh, some big – if I was to go to New York City and hit the, uh, the tourist spots, I'm going to pay – Seven, eight, ten dollars a beer, maybe, and you know, if you go to the high end spots, you can pay twenty. Mm-hmm. That's my another question, good point. That's my question is why you want to avoid uh, the bulldog and, and those touristy places what, over there. What, what do the what do the people in Amsterdam pay for weed? Is what I want to know. Well, I don't know. That probably goes on behind closed doors. But actually, I saw a lot of locals at the places I would go to because there's just no. Even if you knew of a black market outlet, I mean, why? 
why go that route when it's very convenient, not too much, to just go the, 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 the normal and legal way of the yeah. switch over I wouldn't mind paying a little more if it meant I didn't risk an arrest. That didn't seem to well, bother me. But then again, we are talking about a very restricted market. The legal market in Am- Amsterdam is incredibly restricted. There are only a few legitimate vendors by government You can't government grow it law. in your back. You can't throw the seeds in your backyard and grow it that way? I don't know about that. I don't uh, know. They just about. tolerate that. Technically, you're not supposed to, but I'm they sure know you're you not. need to do that. But I can't imagine. But you can't sell it. I can't imagine that uh, a person uh, can. You know, but but everybody's got a yard. Yeah, <laughs> I just well, most can't... of the most of the people over there who produce it, they sell it to the 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 one of the. Uh... Uh, hundred or so coffee houses. Sure, I understand, but there's a lot of people that drink beer in bars, and then there's a lot of people that drink beer at home. And I, all I'm and, and his argument was that the legalization would increase the cost. And I can only, I can hardly imagine there's a case where it's legal to sell marijuana yeah, in nonsense. a marijuana bar, but it's not legal to grow a pot plant in your backyard. Or you know, least, that's just it's just a new twist on it, something I've heard you know all my adult life on this issue. When people talk like that, they 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 seem to it seems like something just to say because. They they heard someone else say it. There's really no logic in it. I yep. mean, there's right. no the, logic the, in it. The That's less regulation me. there is, the better, right? I mean, absolutely. Either have a, the, you know, it's crazy if they can if they can remove some layers here, even if it was still taxed or regulated or controlled in some way, it would at least be a step in the right direction. Yeah, it'd be a step in the right direction to not have 750,000 marijuana smokers arrested every year. Right. To say that and to say that <laughs> absolutely, and to say that getting rid of a little bit of um, regul getting, only having only getting rid of all the regulation on something is the only acceptable course is a sort of course that will re- result in nothing. You will get nothing if it's all or nothing. You get nothing every single time. Craig, great call tonight. Thank you for making it. 800-259-9231. Well, that is what I want, Mark. I do want total marijuana Yeah, but freedom. you don't want all or nothing. Oh, yeah. I'll take halfway. I'll take three-fourths of the way. I'll take whatever. I mean, any steps in the right direction, I applaud and am, and am in favor of. Sure. But I do have an end game in mind, and I do have a goal. Uh, and that's important to have. Let's continue here with your calls. Bring up anything. We go to Dustin in California. You're on Free Talk Live. Dustin. Yes, I am in L.A., and I can tell you something about weed. <laughs> I bet you can. Tell us about it. Uh, well, I'm not a big pot smoker, but it is hard to find bad weed out here. But I do have to say that, hands down, the best value is in Jamaica. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, their economy is yeah. uh, you know, lower. They, they, their expectations aren't as high. Sure. Uh, rent on whatever it is that their uh, you know, land they're using to produce is, and the place that they use to store and purvey their wares is low. So Don't you sure. go to Jamaica, get off the plane, and people start immediately offering it to you on the streets? Yeah. Absolutely, but I've I've been warned before I went there that there's some some kind of uh, con going on with cops. You know, they have someone sell it, and then they come arrest you and take your money and then sure. send you on your way. Well, so that's, you, that's you wait and you go down the street to the, the jerk chicken place and you go in the back room and get a big sack for twenty bucks. Yeah, I heard that they just throw fresh buds in a big uh, brown bag and you walk <laughs> away with them and you get all kinds of weed for next to nothing. Absolutely, but they size you up and they see if, if you know what you're doing. So uh-huh. I was there on a on a business trip and I got back to the hotel and and went to you know try it out with a coworker. I said, yeah, here I got some, and they say, oh, how much? And I said, twenty bucks. And they pull out a bag ten times bigger. And I say, how much? And they go, 20 bucks. 20 bucks. Ah, yeah. You got scammed. But well, it had, still, it was a better well, deal. It, it, he got scammed, but he got you know, 10 times what he would have gotten here. It's probably yeah, true. Yeah, absolutely. I, there's no way you could smoke it all. And so I had to, I actually had to throw my wallet away on my way out because it smelled so so heavily. Wow. That's awesome. Anyway. Think, yeah, go ahead. Let's talk about the AMP program and, and my twist on it. Okay. okay. Um I, the goal has been to get the Free Talk Live on more stations, right? That's the primary goal, but also to generally bring more listeners. So internet advertising is yeah. also something. Promote. Yeah. 
Well, I took it upon myself to fire up a pirate station at my house. Okay, good. Wow. Simi Valley. And, uh, where, where, where is it? Simi Valley, California. Simi Valley, okay. And is That's it near FM? near LA? Is it, is it yeah. AM? 99.1 FM. 99.1 FM. So that is a full-fledged pirate, right? Yeah. How well, many watts? It's cooking... The effective power is probably 10 to 15 watts. Not too shabby. How high is yeah. your antenna up there? Well, see, I don't have the... No? No, who does? ...nerve to go above the uh, the tree line yet. Right. But uh, it's what they call a 5 eighths folded. No one cares. Where did but, you get uh, your transmitter from? On the Internet? Well, I'm a freedom engineer. <laughs> I built it. Oh, you built it from scratch. Wow. Well, that's yeah, fantastic. I'm a... You know, I'm kind of risking a little bit because I'm a broadcast engineer and I have access to bits and pieces. And over the years, I've I've run stations all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, don't you one, work for a station right now? Aren't they going to get a little upset at you for uh, competing? Well, they're not going to know about it. Oh, okay. That's good. And, and it's not competing. I, I wouldn't try that. And I don't run spots other than the GCN feed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I run music during the day. And then from work, I can log in to my home PC at about 4 o'clock our time here. And uh, once I know that your internet streams up, I switch over to that. Wow, that is fantastic. Now, I'm We're curious, on, yeah, uh, Dustin, are you, aren't you concerned about the FCC? No. Because, okay, here's the inside story. You know, I, I'm in the business, and I've sat in the meetings. Now, remember, this is L.A. Mm-hmm. I've sat in the meeting. The local engineers get together, and once in a while, the uh, local FCC bigwig will talk to us. And if you listen... Between, and read between the lines, you find out they can't keep up with the pirates, and they're not going to go looking for them. I want you to you tell me more. To. If you can, if you can hang on, I, I have sure. always been fascinated by pirate radio. In fact, pirate radio. You has, got the sticker right here. That says I'm a pirate. <laughs> pirate radio is what got me into the business. And we'll talk to uh, Dustin about his station and the FCC and why he's not concerned. Uh, Right there in L.A. More coming up. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away, so enjoy those. And if you like the show... And want to help support Free Talk Live? You can become an amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. You just go to amp.freetalklive.com to get signed up, and your money will be reinvested into the show to help us get on more radio stations, help bring more Internet listeners on board, and expose more people to the message of freedom and liberty. So uh, head on over to amp.freetalklive.com to get all the details and learn about the perks that you'll get access to. You'll get access to the amp-only call-in lines, the chat room, the forum, and more. All of the details at amp.freetalklive.com. We go back to Dustin in California calling from the Los Angeles area. Apparently, you have a house out in Simi Valley where you've decided to amp the show in a little bit of a different fashion. Uh, we certainly don't expect this from any of our listeners. but uh, I do. From here on out, Dustin, <laughs> set the bar. <laughs> but what you've done is you've built your own FM transmitter because you're a broadcast engineer, so you know how to do those things. And uh, you can buy them on eBay. You're running uh, 10. To, you can buy them brand new, actually. Transmitters R Us, I believe. is. Uh, well, mine's is better than that. Well, I'm sure it is. Uh, it's 10 to 15 watts, and it's 99.1 FM in Simi Valley. And when did it go on the air, Dustin? Oh, well, it's it's been several weeks, and this is a reincarnation of something I've had in other places I've lived. Oh, okay. Um, but it's bigger and better, and I've been developing the antenna system to see what would work best in the valley. Uh, it's been several weeks, and I've been developing the programming, and 
but the goal was always to get Free Talk Live on live via the stream. And I also run what I think are best of during the day if I thought something was pretty cool. Oh, oh great. Cool. I'm also trying, uh, I'm going to look into getting Gardner's, he has a podcast, right? Gardner's, uh, Gardner Goldsmith's Against the Grain. You can go to libertyconspiracy.com to get on board with him there. He's a great guy, great show, right. principled libertarian. Here's my other question about your uh, your transmitter there, Pirate Radio. Again, I love Pirate Radio. Uh, what? How much coverage are you getting out of that 10 to 15 watts? Um, I'm slowly get, making it bigger with the, the improvements of the antenna. Right now, I'm, I'd say it's about a two-mile radius. That's not do, too shabby. I mean, you've no. got. I was looking at Simi Valley. There's 111,000 people there. It's like almost 3,000 people per square mile. So, and technically, you're covering a few thousand people there. Oh, absolutely. So. And it's amazing how much you can do with a little bit of power. It's all about height, really. Yes, it's true. Uh, all about right the, now, the height I'm, of your tower. I'm hiding the thing um, in the garage, and it's right up to the, the peak, probably around 15 feet. Oh, so the, the, your antenna is actually inside? Yeah, it's in a garage. Oh, wow. kind of up on one side of the valley, which is a bonus. Yeah. I, I have a mast and everything ready. I just, I'm not quite willing to go that far yet. I want to see how things play out. Well, you were going to tell us about the situation with uh, Pirate Radio in L.A. You're saying you were attending some meetings with the FCC bigwigs where they were saying things, or you were reading between the lines, where they had suggested they there was just too much pirate radio and they couldn't go after it all? Was that what Well, you... it's not so much that it's too much, and there is a lot of it out here, but there's so much expansion in radio um, all across the board with its cell phones and point-to-point, and, and they're more worried about someone putting up a dispatch antenna for their trucking company or something and making sure that's all cool Why? legit. Um, well, there's so much traffic. But in why LA. are they so concerned about a dispatch tower for? Because uh, they can get company. money out of a company, and they can't probably get money Absolutely. from the pirate. And they they want to license every radio and, and make sure it's it's all under their control. And if you if you cover two aspects of, of broadcasting that I've come to understand, you can hide. One is to have a really quality signal. If it's quality signal, quality programming. Most people won't think twice. They'll think it's just some low-budget station. Yeah, if you're not interfering, what I've seen in, in, in his, now, my history of studying and watching pirate radio is that if your signal is not interfering with another station in the area, then the number one reason why someone's going to get reported to the FCC is because you're messing with an established station. You're you're exactly trampling right. on trampling on their signal in some way, or there's harmonics showing up or whatever, and then they contact the FCC and say, hey, there's this pirate stepping on our frequency. But if you've right. got a, you know, if you're on a clear channel and there's no other stations around to be interfered with, and you're certain that you're being a good neighbor, if you will, then uh, it's very unlikely. And as you I, say, no, if you're I, not I, dis- I disagree with that assertion. Now, maybe that's true in California where there's so many radio stations that people just don't know. But I can tell you in Sarasota, Florida, where I sold ads, mm-hmm. I knew when a pirate station came on. I, I, you know, I found out about it. I worked for a radio station. I turned over that piece of paper to the uh, program director of the station, mm-hmm. just saying, hey, look, there's, a, there's another you station. You out a station? I didn't snitch him out. Right. I said, hey, look. And then Pete Jarrett went to the FCC on him. That there's bastard. There's plenty of places where there's only one station in the whole, you know, the whole area, parts of Montana, where there's one FM station, and right. I talked to them just for fun. Um, so what I did is I, I drove around and, and made sure it was a clean channel, and so I'm not going to step on anyone's toes. I put up a clean signal with decent-sounding programming, and I have anecdotal evidence from my career that even if you do step on someone's toes, it's really hard to get the attention of the FCC 
the FCC. Really? Uh, you have to have a recording of it. You have to be able to prove it happened and have a reasonable suspect. And, uh, like, I was working for the number one rock station out here in L.A., big time, and someone popped up on the same frequency and was calling themselves our station and was taking phone calls and was absolutely insane. <laughs> and it was, it was disgusting radio um, yeah. on our channel. Right. Nothing happened. Nothing Eventually happened. they turned it off. Oh, I see. They just you got know, tired of it. They got most bored. Of these guys are, are mobile. Yeah. yeah. So they'll do it out of a van and just move around and change Best. channels. And, and that's a different kind of pirate radio. I, I don't respect that too much. Yeah. It's stepping on someone's toes. And if we're. Yeah, you know, absolutely. The whole idea of property. Well, that's a whole other discussion. Yeah. About FCC. And so how that. far does it go? What's you your reach? About two, about two, a two couple miles. miles. Oh, okay. And that's going to go up as I tweak the antenna and, and I will move it out outdoors. Are you planning on making it more of a uh, presence than just radio? Are you planning on having a website for it and really no. going? No. No, mm. the only real purpose was to, and I'm being honest, I just wanted to broadcast Free Talk Live. It's such oh, a breath you. of fresh air for me out in California. I don't think the rest of the country really gets how different it is here. Yeah, it, I mean, I've been to California one time, and it is an interesting place. Uh, in, I enjoy very the weather. Pretty. <laughs> it's very nice. Well, that's a funny thing. I don't enjoy the weather. I'm well, a really odd duck. Come on yeah. up to New Hampshire. It's uh, love to have nice you. Well, weather I'm actually too. from Portsmouth. Did oh, you really? sign, have you signed the Free State Project yet? Ah, I, I I can't because I I know my wife won't go for it. Oh man! Yeah, if, I know it, there's, if there was a libertarian man. utopia in existence, you your wife wouldn't go for for it. Um, <laughs> we're actually looking at Montana. Believe it or not, that's probably a step up from California. It is. See, it's a step in the right direction. I, I don't think she'll go for New Hampshire. Why Montana? Why? What's her deal? What's with the Montana, Montana versus, versus New Hampshire? New Hampshire. We know. have well, there's a family connection there, and ah. it, would, it would work out. That'll do it. Uh, that's a whole other topic I wasn't ready to talk about. Yeah, that's mm. fine. That's fine. But it is hey, ironic th- that I'm I'm from there technically. I was born at Pease Air Force Base as a baby, and then I moved away. My parents have nothing good to say about it. Why don't you try to bring her? You know, bring her to Pork uh, Pork Fest if you can. Oh, that was that was the plan. Uh, there's a whole bunch of drama. No one cares. Oh boy, yeah. So that, that's right, not going to happen. But hey, keep but us I informed. Keep us informed as to the progress of your station, as far as if the FCC ever comes a knocking, and uh, what you plan on doing if that uh, does indeed happen. If you get any feedback from uh, from your listeners or anything like that, uh, congratulations well, on that. That would your... be the day. That yeah. would be the day is to get a call from Simi Valley on the show. Uh, that would be. We've so had people call listening on pirate frequencies before, so it, it does awesome. happen. Awesome. And so, yeah, be keep your ears peeled for that. And Dustin, thank you for the call, and thank you for for putting your butt on the line uh, because the FCC, if they do go after pirates, they usually are pretty serious. They will take all of your equipment. They'll even take equipment that really has nothing to do with the yeah, radio yeah. station. Every everything in the house is gone, <laughs> like computers and yeah. all that other stuff. And uh, the, you know, then they want to find you, find you twenty thousand dollars, and you might be facing jail time. So it's a pretty serious deal putting transmitters on the air. And so big congratulations to him. I've always been a fan of uh, the pirate broadcasters. I like. I've always loved broadcasting in general. Mm-hmm. I've always loved radio. And when I found out that you couldn't just turn on your own radio station, I was very upset about that. <laughs> How old were you? Twelve? Uh, I don't know. At some point in my teenage years. And I, I, I then you know, decided to learn more about this concept of pirate radio and was absolutely fascinated and enthralled by it. Um, and I, you know, I wanted to do it, but at the same time, I, I, didn't, want in, you know, I didn't want to get in trouble. Sure, sure. <laughs> I was in my late teens, and I didn't want to have all my stuff stolen from me. I certainly couldn't really afford to have all my stuff stolen 
Who and can? so so I decided, well, what better way to you know work my way in that direction than actually get into the business, to get into broadcasting on the business side in the legitimate arena and actually learn the business, learn broadcasting. And that's what I did. I went and got an internship at the local uh, radio stations and you know that turned into a paid gig and that turned into free How long did it take loan. you to get paid? To get paid? 9 months. It's much quicker these days from what I understand. Lots of interns get hired re- lickety split. They did when um, you know when, when I was there they got yeah. hired relatively quickly. Yeah. So so I put in my time and uh, you know turned into Free Talk Live and now here we are today where pirate stations are picking up my show. So it's wonderful how things work out. 800-259-9231. As long as we've got responsible pirates like Dustin, they're not going to interfere with the other stations in the area. That's great. It's our show, Hotshot. 1-800-259-9231. I know you like to think that, sweetie. More coming up. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and we're launching here in hour number three of the program. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. We go to your phone calls. That is the point of the show. So let's start with Dave in Montana listening on KGEZ. Hello, Dave. Life to the pirate wave makers, radio <laughs> waves, that is. Yes, sir. Yeah, man, that sounds great. More of them guys. Absolutely. We were, uh, just For those just tuning in, we had just finished talking to a pirate radio operator a few moments ago. And uh, more, yeah, absolutely, more power to them, more courage to them, because it's very brave of them to put a transmitter on the air when they know the FCC could come in with a, a gang of thugs with guns and confiscate all their equipment and take Steal away their freedom. Your stuff. Hey, uh, I think pot shouldn't be more than tomatoes are because it it's harder to grow tomatoes than it is pot. And is I it? give my tomatoes away. It's is it that plant, hard, man? It should be uh should be everywhere, you know. It shouldn't be made into a big market. That's why it's illegal, and that's what I'm calling for about her, about the tobacco jails. Why is it? Ill- why is what 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 were you getting at when you said marijuana was illegal? Why? I'm just saying uh. Pot is is a plant, you know. It's hard. It's harder to grow tomatoes than it is pot. I got you there. I was just going to add in that uh, the reason why marijuana is illegal, one of the major ones, is because the big business owners that were tied in with the government people the in the government early part of the 20th century decided they didn't want to compete against him. Oh no, it's a whole black market system. You know, uh, pot will never get legal because. Too many people in the government make too much money never off say of never, being Dave. illegal. Never and say that's never. what they're going to do to tobacco. That's the ultimate goal with tobacco is they're going to make like it, it illegal, and they're going to fill up private-owned jails and make workers out of these people because they know that smokers and, and people, you know, they're, they're good workers. You know, they just want to be left alone, have their jobs. And they do it right now in all these privately owned jails. They're using them as like little camps for workers. 
tobacco you know, is going to cost as much as, as pot one day. You watch and see. Man, I think you might be right. I, I hope you're wrong, and but it does seem that's the direction it's going. And I'll tell you how in. they're going to do it. Get, they do it through the secret of civilized slavery. And, and the tall-tale sign of that is that we're the world's greatest debtor nation. Everybody's going to do whatever the government does if, as long as they get their loans. Why do you think the government just loaned the banks money to loan to us because they could print it and make interest off of it? And, and they're just going to loan it out and keep loaning it out and give them credit cards away and send them in the mail, and nobody's going to say nothing. It's 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 like that indentured servitude you was talking about, but people actually want it, and they and they and they. Well, the system it, is definitely, gonna, and they're not going to say nothing. The system is definitely messed up. I mean, that much is for sure. But I don't know if I if you should be so defeated, uh, Dave. I well, understand no, that I'm I'm not, marijuana is going to be way, legal. The way to bust it is don't be participant to it. Don't use the banks. Don't buy stock. Don't buy insurance. Pull your kids out of the p- private schools. Don't buy gas. Buy as least amount of gas as possible. And, and you could, we could bust them. They don't want I don't, to do I don't that. Have the to, first I, thing I, they told us to do was go shopping. I'm with you when, on when some things, Dave, war. but I can't agree with you know not bur- purchasing uh, needed well, products well, and services. It's, it's, we feed the monster that The monster is the government. The companies, and, and there are some the companies on. that are then tied in with the government, Dave. Lightly. Then you wear your chains lightly, and you don't think you've got any on, but you do. Well, I don't, I don't agree. I mean, there are some companies that are tied in with the government, it's and I would, avoid, it, I would try to avoid dealing with them with if the possible. Look at the marijuana scene. Look at this medical marijuana. It was put on the books. We got it on the books. We gathered the, the signatures. They told us that they were going to take our kids. They told us that, that you better not do this. The government's going to come after you. And we said, no, we have our First Amendment. We have the right to petition. And we went out there, got the signatures, right? This and is in Montana. We asked yeah. people to put their name down, and they're afraid of their government to put the paper down. We yeah. finally get it done, right? Then they start charging 200 an ounce. That's crazy. We didn't do that, all that work to to make a, this big business out of it. It's a plant, for God's sakes. I'm with you on that one, Dave. Thank you for the call tonight, 800-259-9231. I, I understand where his distrust of business comes from, because when you see business aligning itself with government... Right, it's in cahoots with the government. Right, when they work together with the government to mandate that certain business comes their way, that's disgusting and that should be opposed. But to just single out certain industries as though they're the problem, you know, the guy running the well, gas does... station at the corner, uh, you know, the corner of the road is not part of the conspiracy. He's just trying to make a buck. He's trying to pay his employees. He's trying to pay his mortgage. And he's trying to put, you know, maybe his kids through school or, or something like that. The people that are selling the gas to you are not a problem. Yes, the oil companies, they're tied in with the government. Okay, yes. But many people have to drive for a living. Many people have to commute from one point to another. I mean, would you advocate that someone who's happy with his or her job or position uh, take a, a drop in pay and go and flip burgers just so, just so he can walk or bicycle to work? Of course not. You should do what's best for you in your life. Whatever is best for you is what you should do. And if it means you have to buy gas, then, well, buy gas. Well, I think Don't feel bad about it. Don't beat yourself up over it. You've got to do what you've got to do. I think there's uh, the ways to you know, be uh, thrifty on the gas, and, and recently I've been doing that. I, I well, ride my financially bike good. just about everywhere I go in town, um, you know, and I, I have a little backpack that I carry things on. And, sure. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm crazy on the bicycle out there. But 
they, you know, I have a little car. I'm used to driving much faster cars that look a lot sleeker than this one. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm finding a lot of cool things about driving the crappy little car. And so instead of, you know, maybe the big pickup truck or the big SUV that's brand new, you could sell the damn thing, get rid of the mortgage payment or the, uh, the, the car payment that you have on it, and buy a little crap box that'll get you from here to there yeah. and save you on gas. Uh, there's, you know... I, in, in that way, you benefit yourself in a, gr- a great deal. Right. Now, it makes I, sense to save on gas from a financial perspective, but not because you want to stick it to the man. I mean, these people are producing a product that works. The gas product well, works. Dave's, Dave's making a point that you can... I, I don't know about sticking it to the man. I, I'm not even sure who the man is. I, I think the man is, is a fiction. Um, but, well, the man's the government as far as I'm concerned. Right, and you're not sticking and it to the government. they are the gang. They are the criminals, and they're the ones that should be resisted. You'll have freedom by being free, and one of the ways to have freedom is by having you know the more of time in your hands, more uh, financial money, freedom. Sure, you know those those kind of things. You'll have more money by not having the luxuries now. Um, you know you shouldn't be buying the big expensive uh, SUV until it doesn't mean anything to you to have it. Mm. Until it isn't worth to you what my '94 Dodge Shadow is worth to me. You know it doesn't That's matter a great to point. me. But I don't think many people are in that place, Mark. But a lot of people in America are in a place where they want to have that SUV because they feel like it's a status symbol or they, they'll feel like they've arrived or I'm not sure what all the motivations are behind it. But, yeah, I think that's an interesting way to put things in that if you purchase this product uh, before it's time, before you can really afford to purchase it, as far as you know, just buying it all up front mm-hmm. and it's no big deal what happens to it, then it's one of the most important things in your life, it and you'll owns be you right. You'll it be, owns you. You'll be obsessed with what happens to it, and you'll be obsessed with how it's being treated. And you know, I can remember I got a little dent on my uh, my Celica. Um, it was uh, you know I was backing out of some place, and I you know hit a white pole, mm-hmm. and it bothered the crap out of me that I got this dent on my black convertible car that I loved so much. Right. The paint is peeling on my uh, '94 Shadow. <laughs> Sometimes I'll I'll uh, flick flick the paint off and it doesn't cost no me anything deal. emotionally right nothing i like that i experienced that uh recently mark and maybe it's because you've been talking about it recently but i experienced it there was a situation last night where uh a bicycle leaned against the car that we have and mm-hmm. it scratched the uh the paint job and i the, my first thought was oh the, the paint job got scratched and then immediately after that i thought so <laughs> well i mean you didn't pay much for your car either right. so who cares? Let it get scratched up. It's the, just the chances, a car. The chances are very, very good that that car, you know, will die with you. Oh, and, you know, like it's you're you're the last owner of that car. It's gonna rust out. I mean, it's gonna just crap out for sure. Yeah, at some, at some point, point, because you're gonna keep it that long. And, and I'm not gonna be sad. It's just a thing. It's a thing that gets me from point A to point B. And as long as it does that, I'm okay. And so I love that viewpoint, Mark. I think it's very healthy. Where it's just one of your other things. It's not, not the, you don't own the stuff. Right. It owns you. Yeah, it's a great point. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Bring up what you want. This is your show. We've got Dennis on the line. He wants to talk about Wesley Snipes, Sam in Texas, Ron in Louisiana, and we'll take your calls about anything. It's free talk live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. It's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are free, and they include updates. If you get signed up, we'll keep you in the loop whenever you need to know something fresh about Free Talk Live. Go to updates.freetalklive.com to get on the list for free. That's updates. 
www.freetalklive.com. You bring up anything, we go to Dennis in Pennsylvania. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Dennis. Uh, first off, I just wanted to say, uh, uh, huge fans, I found your podcast about six months ago and can't get enough. Welcome, uh, cool. sir. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, I just really briefly wanted to bring up that uh, I just saw the news that Wesley Snipes was convicted of uh, the tax fraud uh, three years, although it looks like just a year of supervised, uh, um, I'm sorry, uh, uh, yeah, just basically probation. Really? Like, They've uh, what? I, mean, I saw that the news today said it was 36 months in prison. They've reduced it already. Well, maybe I'm incorrect, but I've checked about three or four stories, and all of them seem to say in the end that Snipes will receive or will serve one year of supervised release, which I think translates to probation. I may be incorrect on that point. Um, hmm. What I thought was most interesting was, and pretty much every story covered this, was what the prosecutor had to say, which was. Um, uh, basically, criminal tax prosecutions are relatively rare. Usually the cases are handled in civil court where the government has a lower burden of proof. The prosecutor said Snipes' case was important to send a message to would-be tax protesters not to test the government. Yeah. So I thought that was a little bit yeah. frightening. Well, that's uh, what it's all about. You know, I mean, if they'd have lopped his head off in this public square, it would have been for the same reason, to send a message. You people cannot not pay the money that we steal from you. We demand that you hand it over, and we don't want to hear any trouble. You know, this is that's why the guy, the armed robber, says, you know, stick him up, give me your wallet, or I'll shoot you. If you don't give him your wallet, he's going to shoot, and that's what they did. They shot Wesley Snipes. And uh, one other quick thing, uh, an easy way to avoid uh, falling into the black market on illegal drugs is to grow your own. I've been doing it for a couple of years, and... Uh, better than buying. Well, that's true. Of course, it's riskier usually in most places as far as the you penalties can... are higher, but you just got to keep your freaking mouth shut. Oh, you don't tell anybody. That's God. exactly it. You know, people, it, it's, it's so amazing. They get, get they, they want so badly to show somebody because they've, got this, they've and... got this amazing plant going. You're and proud of yourself. Yeah. And they bring people and, hey, look, see the light and the, the plant and then, oh, smell the oxygen. Isn't it heady? And then... Sooner or later, God, somebody gets busted and they decide, you know what, I can get out of this by snitching on my friend. Or or someone will decide that uh, they don't like you anymore or whatever, and they go and they steal your marijuana from you. I mean, they usually, whether it's the cops that get you or some other marijuana criminal that gets you, uh, if you talk to too many people, and that means more than one, if you talk to too many people about your grow-up, you're screwed. Absolutely. Everybody loves to believe it's the conspiracy uh, of the uh, helicopters with heat-sensing radar, but it's uh, your buddies. Yeah, yep, that's true. Thanks for the call tonight, dude. We appreciate Thanks, it. one eight hundred two five nine. Especially if you have one of those little things where you grow, I mean, the average person can like grow a closet, their, you mean? Yeah, can grow their own um, in, you know, essentially that stuff you get out of high times or whatever. Um, you, you know, you can do that yourself in a closet, and that's not going to use enough electricity to, uh, you know, make any big, you know, any any big deal. And Barry Cooper, in his new video, Never Get Rated, actually has tips as to how to keep your grow up undetectable. And one of his tips is shut the f up. No, that's the biggest it. tip. Yeah, it's absolutely it the biggest tip. Let's continue with your calls, Sam in Texas, a man who spent hey, a bit of evening. time with Barry Cooper. Sam, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Good evening, gentlemen. A lot of discussion on uh, Amsterdam and cannabis, and. Yeah, and I prefer to use the term cannabis because marijuana was actually pulled out of uh, Mexican society by William Randolph Hearst and used in his newspapers as propaganda to really scare the American people into uh, thinking that it's this horrible drug that's going to cause all of these problems and so forth. 
And it was also yeah, but does it have does it have all that baggage with it still? I mean, it's not like it's anarchist or something like that. I I don't know if if very many Americans know what cannabis is. Oh, come uh, on. Some I think of them don't. Do. You know, I I use that term pretty regularly, and some people are like, "What's that?" I and like hemp. Hemp, so personally, I like to use the term hemp. What about pot? It's not ex- entirely accurate, but it's very English. Cannabis, Latin, uh, marijuana, well, Spanish, but hemp is an English word. Yeah, but to me, hemp means the non psychoactive. Uh, strains of the cannabis plant. Well, yeah, that's but true. to me, um, cannabis means you're a pretentious snot. <laughs> well, okay. That's, I guess that's your choice. <laughs> See, it's but, your choice you know, to think what the hell you're about. Uh, the, hemp. The, Go ahead. Oh, the, the 1937 Marijuana Tax Act was passed because of that term. The AMA was actually doing studies on the cannabis plant and separating out all of the molecules, and they believed that it was going to replace 50 to 80% of the world's uh, pain medications. Wow. And they didn't even know that marijuana was the same thing until the day before. And yeah, a hearing, a, a wow. Dr. Woodard came in. Uh, he was outraged. And then when they did put it up to a vote on the floor of the Senate, I believe the, the following day, they lied and said, oh, no, the AMA has no objections. Hmm. And it passed. Hmm. And now we're finding out, uh, the news reported, I think it was earlier this week or last week, that there has been another study done that shows absolutely that marijuana yep. helps people with, with chronic uh, neuropathic pain. Cannabis, Ian, cannabis! Oh. Yeah, I have a... <laughs> I've been smoking really marijuana my entire <laughs> life, so it's going to be hard to break me on that one. It was hard for me, too. Now, an earlier caller mentioned that the best place to buy cannabis might be uh, Jamaica. And while it's cheap there, and certainly there's people that will hold it up in, beside the freeway offering it for sale, <laughs> the best place is probably Africa. I saw a really? big story about this. A guy went off into a remote village, and he was looking for like an ounce. He was there a week or something. And he negotiated with this tribe to buy what he thought was an ounce for about $10. Mm-hmm. And what he got was 10 pounds. <laughs> wow. A buck a <laughs> so pound. 10 That's pounds amazing. and you can't even spend it all. What do you do? Uh, you fill the bathtub and take a bath in it before you fly back home. You might as well. So. That's what he did. Now, uh, the prices in Amsterdam, it's not, first off, that's not a free market at all. Not at all. It's regulated by the government. They have this little sticker that you have to get. They very rarely hand them out anymore. There used to be, 20 years ago, 1,500 shops in Amsterdam. Now there's, I believe, around 200. Hmm. And when one closes, they lose the sticker and nobody's allowed to replace them. Oh, Hmm. that's not good. So the prices there are almost the same as what you would find in the black market around the world. Uh, it's not 50 euros a gram or whatever. It's a, I think it's four to five grams is about 20 to 50 euros, depending on the strain that you want to get. So it's about on, it's about on par with the high-end marijuana that you can buy in the black market in America, but you're still getting better quality over in Amsterdam consistently. <laughs> And that's yes. different. Now, if you want to get like the best of the best, say you wanted original true blueberry, you'd have to go to a place called the old coffee shop right across, or the old church coffee shop right across from the old church, <laughs> and you can buy three grams there allegedly for, I think, 65 euros, so it's a little more expensive. But well, man, that's got a name brand. Tough. I mean, that's uh, Blueberry is a name brand, a huge name brand. So. No, it, Blueberry, Blueberry is a, if you go back to the original 
strain, and they've kept them alive over there. Uh, this stuff smells like blueberries. It, mm -hmm. it allegedly tastes like blueberries. That's amazing. If you were to smoke a bunch and then get up from the bar, you might actually kick a bar stool over on accident. Yeah, like I've heard there's some story. stuff that'll make it so you don't want to get up. Thanks for the call, man. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. Bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the site we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. By the way, the website features include live streams, so if you want to tune into a broadband version or a dial-up version of the show, we've got them both in there, both free at freetalklive.com. Uh, also, how much do you spend on coffee? JustPlainJoe.com offers over 60 different flavors roasted to order from gourmet Arabica coffee beans in whole bean or ground at just $7.99 a 12-ounce package, and it's roasted fresh to order. JustPlainJoe.com. Most orders are delivered within three business days via UPS. Buy five packages and save on shipping. That's JustPlainJoe.com. It's the most cost-effective way to get gourmet coffee. 1-800-259-9231. Uh, you can bring up anything. We continue with your calls. It's Ron in Louisiana. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Ron. Uh, good evening, gentlemen. Uh, enjoying your program as usual. What's Thank on you. your mind tonight, sir? You uh, uh, brought up a couple of things that I'd like to make comment on. Sure. One is the marijuana issue. By all means. Of course, I'm in my 70s, and I've never smoked it or taken any drugs as far as that goes. In fact, I don't even take aspirin. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I... Uh, there's no point in putting something in your body that's going to make it difficult for your survival, you know. I, I'm so, uh, with you on that. So you don't you don't drink beer? I drink one beer with my meal only. Mm, that's interesting. And, yes, so I don't drink it recreationally. You know, I drink it because you a, like the taste. More, well, not really. It's a food product. An old doctor back in the 50s in Mississippi said I was having trouble with heartburn. So he said, "Drink one beer with your meal." And you'll never have any trouble again. Hmm. So I started doing it, and I never had any trouble again. I'll be damned. <laughs> there you go. So, uh, it was good. But anyway, uh, marijuana, of course, probably doesn't hurt anybody. Uh, and it sure isn't as damaging as alcohol would be, I don't nope. think, to the body. I've known a lot of people who've smoked marijuana, and never once has marijuana harmed any of them. But what has harmed them, uh, without a doubt has been the war on drugs and the government's oh, yeah. enforcement well, of it. Well, of course, now, I, w one thing I wanted to tell you, back in 1948, you, did you all ever see the movie Key Largo? I have not. No, yeah, I've heard, heard it. Humphrey Bogart, yeah. Lord McCall, Edward G. Robinson. Anyway, there was something interesting there. These gangsters, Ed Edward G. Robinson was ahead of them, they took over this hotel down there, and one of the conversations that went on during that time was uh, they were going to pay off some politicians to get prohibition back in mm. so they could make millions of dollars. Sure. It's a good, a good plan. And, of course, today the government makes these things illegal because they're pushing most of the drugs in the country. And so it's, it's just, but it was still, it's been going on for a long time. Now, I wasn't surprised just now when I heard uh, someone there say that, that the pharmaceutical industry was evidently had their finger in this deal to make marijuana illegal because they want to push their poisonous drugs 
In fact, that that industry is probably the one of the wickedest industries on the planet. I thought it was more of the textile industry that was really against it because I, hemp was such a competitive product, and they'd already invested. Uh, for instance, Randolph Hearst, William Randolph Hearst, the newspaperman, had invested heavily into uh, paper products from trees. And um, marijuana, of course, uh, of course, or hemp or cannabis or whatever, grows uh, much faster. And well, that could have been part of it. And then he was probably importing marijuana too. Who knows? You know. Yeah, you never know behind the scenes uh, in, who's in doing the business. What. But another thing that, that I want to mention, uh, maybe I can save some of your listeners' lives here tonight. Oh, great! My wife, uh, Rosemary, she was a beautiful, talented lady. She got a brain tumor from drinking Diet Coke, Diet Dr Pepper, Diet drinks. Mm. From the aspartame. I've heard that it, it does that to some people. It is deadly poison. Tens of millions of people are dead from it. And half of the people in every hospital in this country are aspartame poison victims, and they don't know it. Uh, that this sounds like it would be difficult to quantify that or, or prove that claim. But I can well, tell you that the, uh, the, the, the situation where aspartame went through the FDA was, is unprecedented. There, there's never, there was never a product that's been rammed through the, F, uh, the Food and Drug Administration the way you know that. Didn't Dick Cheney okay. have something to do with it? Sorry. I'm going to tell you. In 84, we see that, first of all, they tried to get it okay by the FDA for 15 years, and they turned it down. In 84, Monsanto bought out Cyril Drug Company, who invented this poison. And you know who the head of Cyril Drug was at that time? No. Donald Rumsfeld. Oh, that's the name. I thought I knew it was one of those guys. Yeah. Yeah, Anyway, he got together with the head of Monsanto. They paid off the head of the FDA, a guy named Arthur Hayes. He overrode his doctor board and signed off on it. And then Rumsfeld bragged about calling in one of his markers with Reagan who had just been elected president, Ronald Reagan wrote a dire- uh, presidential directive allowing Hayes to do that. That's how they got it in the system. Hmm. Interesting. Ron, thank you and for the call Congress tonight. Congress had hearings, and they didn't do anything. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. You know, uh, I, I'm not going to go to bat on that particular issue because I'm sure there's all kinds of bad chemicals out there. But, but you know, give me real sugar any old day. Give me real I, butter any old day. Thank you very much. I'll go full flavor, full taste. You only live once. Enjoy it. Well, you know, and if, you, if you're going to deny yourself things, I, I, you know, deny yourself things. Don't, you know, half step. I, I've had uh, diet Coke before. I, mm-hmm. I managed to lose weight from drinking Diet Coke, but it, it seems to me that probably a safer way to go. I've just had a lot of advice not to, uh, you know, uh, I looked in the aspartame, had a lot of advice not to take it, and okay, I, it, it doesn't make me one way or the other. They've got Diet Coke out there with uh, the, the Splenda in it. Drink, I'll drink that if that's what I feel like uh, drinking. Well, if right you now, I feel like weight, drinking Dr. Pepper. So. Yeah, if you want to lose weight, don't drink soda. Mm-hmm. Just period. Switch to water. <laughs> you, you just love water because you're a miserly little skin flint. Water tastes good, and it's good for you. You're right. And uh, the fact is, if you want to lose weight, soda's just empty calories. So water taste, tasted really good to you when you started drinking water? No, it didn't. No, no it didn't. Because no. water doesn't taste good. At this point, your, your body's so deprived of drinks. I mean, like it's just so in a rut that you think that water tastes good. Water doesn't taste good. Water, water is tastes delicious. Like 
You t- talk to Julia about it. She's p- uh, taken up drinking water, and she likes uh, the way water tastes. If, better if you have now. a tough time um, switching over, then uh, try the uh, emergencies. You can drop it in that awful tasting water stuff mm-hmm. that really is only good for washing your hands in and things. Um, <laughs> and it's you, also good for sustaining life. And then, well, th- I, I like water's fine when it's mixed in with things. But um, goodness, you sound like a little baby. You sound like a little kid. I can't drink water. I need to have flavors. Give me, give me crystal light. Give me my my emergency, you mommy. Sound, you sound like a man who's just been let out of a concentration camp. Oh, the delicious water! <laughs> finally, finally, I get to have some water. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I've got some ruby red grapefruit juice in the freeze in the uh, in the fridge right now. So it's not like I don't drink other things. It's just the water is my bulk uh, of what I drink. Yeah, but you had to condition yourself into drinking water. Thank goodness I did. It was well worth it, and I'm so glad I did. And it's not something I would recommend anybody. Uh, I would recommend against. I think it's been very beneficial to me. All right, let's continue with your calls. You can bring up anything, and you can drink whatever you want. It's your business, obviously. I just, if you want to save a little money, lose a little weight, feel healthier, sleep better, water's the way to go. <laughs> All right, let's go to grows hair and a bald let's head. To, I'm telling you, man. <laughs> let's go to Hill Bill in Kalispell, listen on, listening on KGEZ. Hello. How are we doing, guys? Hey, what's Good, on your mind? Um, I'm standing here in the middle of my pot growing room, <laughs> looking at all my pot plants. Gonna get ready to cut down a couple probably tomorrow. We've had more got... pot gr- growers call this show this hour than in the history of the the program, I think. Yeah, uh, well, you know, hey, I've got. Uh, let me look on the wall here that shows my legal representation. It says there's 12 people that you know count on me from time to time to get their medicinal. Um, uh, med- you know, their medicinal product. That's right, because in Montana there is a medicinal marijuana provision, and so therefore you are a legal marijuana grower. Yes. Um, matter of fact, not only am I a legal marijuana grower, but I'm, I'm a part of a growing group up here that are trying to to uh, make the product and the and the services more valuable for people. Mm. And and we can only do that because it's been legalized. And something, you know, that, that listeners want to bear in mind in the states where it's not legalized is this has been an incremental thing that happens over time. You know, I never thought 10 years ago that I would be able to do this legally in my own home and, and not have to fear the local cops anyway from... You know, How have they been handling it, by the way? I mean, I want to ask you about that when we come back. If you don't mind, hang on. 800-259-9231. We saw that in California, the cops did not like it one bit, and it's taken them years to finally get along. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Toll-free number, even in these remaining moments, is 1-800-259-9231. Just enough time for your call. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. If you enjoy the program, you want to help support Free Talk Live, then we invite you to go and uh, shop with us at the store. Go to store.freetalklive.com. Get great Free Talk Live branded merchandise, including T-shirts, hats, hoodies, and more. Store.freetalklive.com. The Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival is better known as Porkfest. It's June 9th through the 15th at Porkfest. You'll be able to meet your Internet and Free Talk Live pals as well as make new ones and expand your network of liberty-loving activists, businesses, and organizations. Discover new freedoms, new communities, and new beginnings. Register today at Porkfest.com. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T.com. In addition, 
You'll be able to meet uh, all kinds of interesting people, including uh, Jason Osborne from SACL CAI. He's going to be there partying. Big, big radio stars, Ian and Mark from Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live will be broadcasting three nights, uh, but Jason is going to be there uh, having a huge party all week long, apparently. They're going to be barbecuing like hundreds of pounds of beef, and I hear there's going to be all kinds of other libations happening and interesting things. So you're going to want to be there. It is going to be the Liberty Party of the Summer. 1-800-259-9231. We go back to Hill Bill in Kalispell listening on KGEZ. Hill, you're telling us about your marijuana grow operation, which is completely legal there in Montana because a couple of years back they decided – wasn't it the legislature that uh, that pushed it through or was it a citizen uh, – uh, initiative that went through with the marijuana. Uh, I think the, I, I think it was a citizen initiative, but I'm not positive on that. Okay. Well, anyway, there's uh, a, there's a medical went, marijuana. I, I do know that whatever whatever means they went by doing it, it was approved by 62 percent. So that's pretty good. That's pretty good numbers. Yeah, that so, is good numbers. So you've got medical marijuana there, and when did it come into effect? Was it 2004 or 2006? I think it was the beginning of 2006. Okay. And I've only been a patient for about a year and a half. So it's or, relatively yeah, new. So it's a relatively new phenomenon there. And what we saw in California when they did it in the mid 1990s was that the police continued to enforce laws that they weren't supposed to enforce against the medical marijuana users. Have you seen any of that in Montana, or have there been, been the police? Have the police been pretty cooperative and pretty cool? They've been pretty cooperative. Um, I know that a lot of our local law enforcement. Um, are are usually presented by the patients first and the caregivers as well. They usually, you know, like I notified my local law enforcement of mm-hmm. what I was doing. I didn't want my neighbor thinking that he was up for some big reward and get all gung-ho happy on me because mm-hmm. that doesn't do anybody any good. Um, and I know that a lot of patients go to their, you know, just go to their locals and tell them, you know, this is what's going on. So if my neighbor says he smells something, he's probably right. That's a great idea. I mean, as far as uh, that way they don't confuse you with somebody who they could arrest. Uh, you exactly, because sort of... you know if they come in on if they come in on false premise, they're they're already in that mode. Yeah, and then they take you all know, your plants, and, and I, your whole operation is done. And for. I expect I expect a certain amount of respect from them coming into my home, provided they already know it's there and it should be a legit operation. So well. you know if they come in under. Under uh, you know a big negative umbrella, um, I'm going to treat it differently. You know, as far as what I'll do about it. Could you see yourself expanding your operation in the event that they actually decriminalize marijuana completely? Would you? Uh, could you see yourself expanding to to deal with just regular consumers, or do you want to just stick to the medical the medical field? I'd like to see it expand. You know, like I said, this is just one stepping stone. That's one of the real big things I wanted to point out was mm-hmm. it's it's one step back towards where. Things were before, you know, before a lot of the more natural stuff is, has, uh, was taken off the table for everybody. And I think it did have a lot to do with the pharmaceutical industry's influences as well as the textile uh, industry. Good call tonight, Hill Bill. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. And, of course, it's that attitude that the prohibitionists are very afraid of, the idea that we all understand that medical marijuana is the first step on the road to decriminalization. It's the first step on the road to uh, getting rid of prohibition, and that's what they always try to bring out. If if some state government is looking at a medical marijuana bill, they'll say, oh, we don't want to do that because then the next step is that recreational users will be able to smoke it, which they're which, already doing. Which, by the way, um, it, the, the, the point, that's the same point for hydrocodone. Mm. I mean, people are out there abusing hydrocodone, and I don't think we need to be 
you know, the, the fact that a doctor can prescribe it for pain doesn't seem to be that big of an issue. There are people out there getting it for pain, and apparently marijuana, according to studies, is in some cases better. More effective. Yeah. So it's a crappy, crappy argument. Yeah, it's uh, there's nothing wrong with the idea of people being able to use marijuana on a recreational right. basis. I don't care what reason they use it. There's nothing wrong with the, them using it for a recreational any more than there is um, for them drinking beer. Right. If you believe it's wrong, smoking cigarettes. If you believe there's something inherently wrong about affecting one's You're own viewpoint. You're a dope. Viewpoint. You have taken the freaking blue pill. Yeah. You haven't thought for yourself in years. That if you think that. Well, if you think that. And if what you want is the inevitable result of this war on drugs, and that is to punish everyone that's ever decided to put a drug inside their body, that's an illegal drug, then you might as well go ahead and lock up a third to a half of uh, all the people in America. Go ahead and lock up one half of all parents in America. Because millions, millions of Americans have admitted to smoking marijuana at some point in their lives. And if it was bad... If it was bad then, or if it's bad now, then it was bad back then. So shouldn't they be punished retroactively? Shouldn't, shouldn't we punish everybody that's ever put a joint in their mouth? Because there's something wrong with that. There's something bad. There's something evil about that. Huh? Sounds because crazy to me. Start building the jails, because you've got to lock pretty much everybody up. All kinds of people in this country have smoked and currently smoke marijuana, and they live productive lives. They get their bills paid. They take care of their responsibilities, and they simply choose a different drug to alter their consciousness. If you think altering your consciousness is bad, then you better be out there on the street arguing to bring back alcohol prohibition, because millions of Americans right now, as we speak, are imbibing in alcohol, and they're altering their consciousness, and, oh, no, that's terrible, we can't have that in America. And you, you, you might, well, might as well argue about, against cigarettes is from the, uh, the health angle. I mean, sh cigarettes should be mm -hmm. illegal. Cigarettes make people more aggressive, just so you know. They've done tests. After smoking uh, cigarettes, people mm -hmm. are more, more aggressive. Um, you know, alcohol does sure. that, too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So cigarettes are uh, mind-altering substance. Not as much as alcohol, certainly. Um, nothing's as mind-altering as alcohol. Heroin is, is mind-altering as alcohol, for God's mm -hmm. sake. You can drink alcohol till you're just laying on the floor. Alcohol is terribly mind-altering, but it's legal. Yep. Just because something is legal does not make it good. And similarly, just because something is illegal does not make it bad. And anybody that bases their viewpoint or their opinion on what the law says, they have this idiotic mentality of, well, it's illegal, so therefore it's wrong. No, 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 no. It's only illegal because some jerks in some state house uh, or some federal government sat around in a room and wrote some crap down on a piece of paper. That's all. It doesn't say anything about and the now product. Make, and now, the, and now there's more jerks that are making lots of money off of it being illegal. Mm -hmm. You know, this is it's wrong. Look, the law doesn't have to be right. The law is wrong plenty. It, it was wrong when it was throwing Jews in ovens. It was wrong when it was kicking Indians off their land. It was wrong when it was holding black people enslaved. And it's wrong, wrong now. now. The yep. law is wrong. And bad laws should be disobeyed. At least that's what Martin Luther King said. Yeah, Martin, any, any good patriot with a spine says that. Mm -hmm. Anybody says that. I mean, weren't the, weren't the heroes in the, uh, the, the, the Underground Railroad running the slaves up into the north? Weren't they heroes? Absolutely. Isn't that how we look at them now? Well, that's how we should be looking. They were criminals looking. then. Right. They absolutely were criminals, and that's how we should be looking at people who are um, you know, trying to legalize marijuana, trying to legalize all drugs right now. All they want for us is freedom. 
freedom, the concept this country was founded on. The ability on. to make your own decisions about your own life and your own body without having to be afraid of being locked up in a jail cell and taken away from all your friends and family members. And it's the most uninventive way to solve a problem. The mm-hmm. only way you can figure out to get people to stop smoking marijuana is to throw people in jail? That's the best you can do? That's like the Cro-Magnon caveman way of solving problems. You big bully? God. It's so frustrating. It It really is. is. It absolutely is. Oh, and tomorrow morning, by the way, here in Keene, I mentioned this last night on the show, there's a uh, morning show program that is uh, going to have the senator from the area on the air who refuses to answer simple questions about how she feels about marijuana prohibition. And it sounds like there are going to be some people calling in tomorrow morning uh, to the program to kind of hold her feet to the flames, maybe ask her all kinds of uh, questions she doesn't want to have asked. I'm sure. And uh, I'm going I'm to thinking re- about uh, calling in. I'm going to record it. I'm thinking about it, but I'll, I just can't stand the woman, so I, I, I'm already feeling ill just thinking about calling in. So I'm going to see what other people say first. But I am going to record it, and maybe I'll turn the stream on, too, while we're at it. Uh, so if you're up that early in the morning tomorrow, 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern Time, check the Free Talk live stream. We might be streaming the uh, the actual on-air feed from WKBK here in Keene as this New Hampshire authoritarian Nazi senator gets grilled by the callers. There's no call screening, so anybody can call in. She's more like a Soviet. <laughs> yeah, she's she's much more the uh, the the old red the, the you know the Soviet Communist Party sort of uh, Soviet style uh, authoritarian. It, she's she's a Democrat authoritarian. So uh, tune in live tomorrow. Otherwise, we'll probably post it uh, later on freekeen.com. It's been Ian here with you and Mark, and you can join us online in the meantime between now and tomorrow night show at freetalklive.com. Great night. The cynic says. I started losing my hair, and there was nothing I could do. I wore a baseball cap because I was self-conscious. The Believer says, I started using Avacor two months ago, and already I'm regrowing my own hair. My bald spot is going. No caps for me. Are you a cynic? Avacor's formula is FDA-approved to regrow your own hair in as little as two months. Avacor's topical formula contains the only ingredient approved by the FDA to regrow hair without risk of sexual side effect. Call right now and ask about getting a free month supply of Evacor and receive Boost just for trying Evacor. Boost can make your hair visibly thicker with its first application. Call 1-800-451-8920. That's 1-800-451-8920. This is a limited time offer, so call now. Call 1-800-451-8920. 1-800-451-8920. Or log on to avacorradio.com.